What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Captain's Run. Welcome to all our listeners, listeners however you're tuning in. 70, uh, 1170 SEN in Sydney, 1620 SEN on the Gold Coast. Also, you can down the app or listen on the website. website. But what a weekend of footy. I've got the great Cameron Smith here. How you going, brother? How's the weekend? Kempi, how you going? Oh, mate, great weekend of footy. Um, I was in Melbourne for the Thriller. Yes. Um, in Melbourne. That what? doesn't make it not as good... I mean, look, it shows thriller in Manila, but I was trying to think of something. But it was the <laughs> thriller in Melbourne. But that that game was crazy. Like oh, calling wow. the match, it was just it was to be honest, there was not much going on up until about the seventy minutes mark, and then all of a sudden the Rabbitohs they went bang, 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 mm-hmm. fourteen all, and we're at Golden Point. Um, just some strange games across the weekend. Like, how's your tipping game? My tipping is awful, mate. My tipping awful on this this weekend was decent, six from eight. Okay. Tipping before, absolutely disgraceful, nearly lost my job. Yeah, I went two, and then oh, I think I might have got six as well. Okay. Yeah, so. You got higher standards than me. I was happy with that. You're not happy with not, that. No. That may be why you great. did what you did in your career, <laughs> and I did what I did in my career. I'll tell, tell you who's let me down two weeks in a row. Who? Manly. Oh, uh, yeah. Look, I. Uh, What's happening? What's, talk to me about Manly, please. I am. I just think they need to change their attacking structures. Mm-hmm. I think they've defended relatively well, like not mm-hmm. terribly. Yeah. I just believe that they've, they've always got Tommy in their back pocket. They yep. know that yep. they can go wide, he's going to score points. Yep. But when that's the only direction you go, yeah. it is very easy for teams to double defend. Yeah, well, that's, that's a big issue, isn't it? When, mm. you, when you attack is one dimension. And by one dimension, I mean <clears throat> the only threat is Tom Trebojevic. Mm. Now they've got Daly Cherry Evans there, who's he's the state of origin halfback. He's the well, he's the um, incumbent Australian number seven as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know why there's not more happening around their their offense. Well, more more than just not much happening, and then them throwing Tommy the ball and saying, "Mate, can you get us out of this mess?" Mm. I'm surprised that you know DCE obviously. Australian half, Queensland half. I actually think they need to less is more with DCE. He's on the ball so oh, much. Okay. Yes. I think that they need to DCE needs to basically create plays for other like for example, if you're a defense, mm-hmm. are you really that concerned about the hooker doing something under the ruck? Mm. Uh, foreign, you know, Great player, does mm-hmm. his job, but mm-hmm. he's not really leading the attack. No. And we actually found, uh, I watched the the Melbourne versus uh, Manly game last year, and obviously the first half they really struggled because mm-hmm. they identified DCE as the guy. So then the second half, Foran took the game into his hands, and he yes. actually had the more touches by far. Is this the, the semi-final? Half. Yes, this is yeah. the semi-final. Okay. Uh, yeah, not the premium, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think that Manly need to... Just take a bit of pressure off DC and let the other boys create their own plays mm-hmm. because that way defences go, well, DC is on the left. You know, if we've got more people to defend, more, we don't have to just look at where DC is, look at where Tom is, that's where the ball's going. Yep. What are your thoughts about? Yeah, no, no, that's a fair point. And, and you know, he's a, he's a good organiser. Mm-hmm. He's got a great kicking game. I feel as though sometimes when he takes on too much of that organisational role that it affects his game, mm. which in turn then just... It hurts that entire footy side, but just, they they just got to find their mojo. That's what they got to do. Yeah, like, for sure. And, and they got to they got to get rid of this tag of coming up against quality teams and not being able to perform against them. Mm. Last year, you know, they, everyone was saying, "Oh, they're flat track bullies," and they haven't beaten anyone that sits above them on the ladder. Uh, you know, it's good and well, you know, flogging West Tigers and and the and um, yeah, the Bulldogs and teams like this. Mm. But when they come up against against teams like Melbourne and Penrith and 
um, yeah, the Rabbitohs last year of, of 2021, um, they struggled. And they're showing signs of that again. Mm. They really are. Like they, they, they should have gone to Penrith and I, I tipped them. I, I thought they should have won that game. Yep. And they, they played nowhere near their best. And then they're pretty much full strength. Mm. I think they were only missing that night, Dylan Walker. Yeah, pretty from, much. From their best 17. Absolutely. Um, and then he was back last week. Yes, he play, yeah, he played last week, and and they struggled again against the Roosters, who started unbelievably well in the first half, twenty two nil after the first forty minutes. And doesn't matter who you're playing against, it's it's quite difficult to come back from a scoreline like that. So, um, yeah, I was disappointed with them. Disappointed. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of finding our mojo, we found our mojo today on this episode. We have the great Kevy Walters. Oh, Nico Hines. Wow. And Chad, Chad Townsend. What a lineup! What an absolute fantastic lineup we, we've got. Uh, we, had to, we actually had to turn people away this week. Absolutely, we? we said no. So look, the book's full. The book's full, mate. <laughs> the book's full. We've, we're, you know, we've forgotten our our roots. We don't care about our roots. We don't care about where we came from. We're going straight to the moon. <laughs> we only interview the big dogs oh, now. Oh <laughs> wow! No, but that's great. That's great. It's um, we get to speak to Nico Hines off the back of his heroics mm. um, at Shark Park. Um, kicking the the conversion after the siren to win the game for the Sharkies, Incredible. cold hero now at the Sharks. Yes, um, Kevy unbeaten, unbeaten no, the Broncos. You're just you're going to have a, a living the dream, a wonderful time here uh, with the interview with Kev, and obviously uh, Chad Townsend um, taking over that seven jersey up in in Townsville and um, and getting a, a, a victory in round two. So. Good to hear from the boys. Mate, I cannot wait for all three uh, interviews. Also, we uh, we have some special prizes to give away during the mm. show. Three $50 schnitz vouchers and a special prize back from TaylorMade Golf. That's your voice. That's your voice. TaylorMade Golf. That's me. Uh, these will be given to the best callers or the best texts. So make sure you're texting in, guys, uh, because we will be giving away prizes at the end of the show to the best texts. But, I mean... Just, just give me a feeling of what was the feeling like down on the ground, Melbourne v Rabbitohs? Because as you said, first 60, 70 minutes, probably the worst game of footy I've seen in a very long time. Yes. And <laughs> last 10 minutes, the best game of footy I've seen oh, in a long time. That's that's what I was saying off the top, Kemby. It was just it was just a crazy 80 minute. well, it was 80, what, three minutes, something like 82 mm. minutes um, of footy where it just, the Rabbitohs looked like they were never in the game, mm. ever. Yes. Ever. Although, I must say, they created more scoring opportunities than what Melbourne did. Yet it was 14-0 yep. after, you know, 70-odd minutes. So um, that that's a little bit concerning, I guess, for the Rabbitohs. Um, but at the same time, if I'm in the Melbourne camp and if I'm Craig Bellamy, I'd be disappointed and concerned, a little bit of both of those, mm. with the way that game finished. Absolutely. Looking at how the opposition played. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Melbourne started extremely well. They scored early points. Um, you know, their their key position players played strongly. Mm. Um, but errors started creeping into their match. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they were making some very simple errors, unforced errors. Uh, and then it just, you know, once they scored that first try, they got a sniff. Tepai Moroa went to the bin. Mm -hmm. And then it, it almost ended in tragedy. Oh. On, on a big night oh, where the coach night. was celebrating 500 games mm. um, in the NRL. So, yeah, I, I think that wouldn't have been sugar-coated, that match. And, and mm. certainly the result wouldn't have, um, you know, 
outshone anything that happened in that game. I, I think Craig Bellamy would have sat them down pretty early mm. uh, in the week after that match and said, hey, boys, listen, that's a good win and that's mm. great. We got the two points, but, but you know, that's we need to be a lot better than that. Well, it's, it's funny because you, you were down there and you could kind of feel the vibe of the match. What's really mm. interesting about that match, it's, it's a positive and a negative for the Storm. It's a positive that they found a way to win. It's a negative mm. because the Rabbitohs actually beat the Storm in every stat that matters outside of the score. They had more possession. They completed just as much sets. They had more, for, you know, obviously more sets. They had mm. more runs, more meters, more post-contact, more line breaks, everything. Yep. And so... It's a bizarre game because yep. everyone's sitting there going, oh, what's happened to the Rabbitohs? You know, they're mm. busted. Mm. But there's actually a lot of a silver lining there for them. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of upside for them, even mm. though, as you said, they, were, they weren't good for a, a large period of that match. But what, what was lacking was the, the, the final, like the polish mm. on the end of those plays and the last, like how many last passes went to ground or went into touch or, mm-hmm. um, you know, would, would sort of like pass behind like the ball runner or mm. down at his knees or I think that's where they just they just lacked a little bit of polish on the end of their plays. Um Latrell Mitchell obviously first game back, so he was gonna be a little bit rusty. Um you know, Cody Walker still finding his groove a little bit without mm. Adam Reynolds, I believe. Yep. Um and he was heavily uh strapped on his um on his thigh as well from the cork he copped um against the Broncos in round one. So I think that sort of Hampered him a little bit as well. He just, mm. he just, he didn't look comfortable in there mm. in that match. I was watching him pretty closely mm. um, throughout the whole game, and he just, just didn't seem himself. Mm. When I, when I look at Cody Walker, and and when he's playing really well, he's energetic. All right, he's mm. he's one of the best in the game. When he puts down uh, his general play kicks, mm. he's one of the first on the chase. So he'll kick, but then he'll chase his own yep. kick, and he'll lead a team down. The other night, he was putting kicks. Downfield from about halfway, even sometimes, you know, in his own um, half, mm. and he would he would walk. Okay. After he so he's clearly struggling with an injury there. Well, I think I think that cork is troubling him. Yeah. Um, and I just I, I feel like I feel as though he's just he's not feeling his best at the moment. Yeah. In that footy side. Yeah. Very very interesting. Uh, also speaking of uh, on the other side, a guy very influential, your mate Harry Grant. Didn't he have an absolute blinder of a game? Yeah, no, he played well, Harry. Uh, missed the first round through suspension. Mm. So he was raring to go. And uh, yeah, he came out and played really well. He, he split um, he split him up the middle early in that first half and uh, set up Munster mm-hmm. for his try. Um, and, and and worked really hard uh, in defence too. So it's going to be important that you know, he's, he's available for the most part of the, yeah. this year. Oh. In saying that, he's just picked up COVID, so he's going to be missing this week, which puts a little bit of strain on the Storm coming up against uh, against Parramatta, yep. who are looking for a victory uh, in response to last week's game. But um, that can be that's going to be the season. Mm. And we spoke about this in our first show. Yeah, we did. Absolutely. About the impact that COVID's going to have where, you know, all, all you're going to need is one, um, one of your key players to be ruled out through COVID, mm. um, you know, and... and some something that hasn't been spoken about a lot is is a coach. Mm. If a coach is ruled oh, out, well, yeah. that throws everything yeah. into chaos. Absolutely, because you know, as good as say assistant coaches are at the Roosters or um, Penrith or Melbourne, you know those sort of top tier sides, mm. they aren't Ivan Cleary. Absolutely, they're not Craig Bellamy, and they're not Trent Robinson. Mm-hmm. So they handle situations differently. So again, it, it's going to be the sides that manage 
you know, the changing situations in our competition this year the best. Mm. They're the ones that will find, you know, f- consistency throughout the year. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just another another challenge for these teams. And, and it's going to be Melbourne this week where they're missing one of their star players. Absolutely. Now, uh, just quickly, the Newcastle Knights. Oh, they're playing. how good was it to see a stacked house a at Newcastle? Newey just absolutely just beaming with energy. Yep. And the boys got up for it too. You know, I was kind of going into that game going, oh, I mean, I tipped the Knights, but is this the Knights of old where they have a big mm. win, win the weekend before they come back and then they go, you know, they <laughs> go to missing. water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas that, not only did they not go to water, they got mm. up for the occasion. And, and without their captain, Kalen Ponga. Yep. So, and without Daniel Sawafidi, David yeah, Clemmer, back. Yep. Brayley's still out. Yep. It's incredible. It, it was great. And, and I'll tell you what, that that um, that stadium, that was one of my favourite places to play mm. on a Sunday Arvo. Beautiful. Loved it. Yeah. Loved the day game up at Newey. It gets a little bit windy at times. Yeah. But um, used to love the, the afternoon games up at Newcastle, especially when they were playing well. When they were playing well. Absolutely. Because you'd drive, you know, you'd leave um, sort of town from the hotel, you jump on the bus and you'd drive in, pretty much the whole drive in mm. to the stadium, you'd see people... Lining the streets, in. yeah, walking, walking to the game, mm-hmm. driving in their car into the game, and although it's not your home ground, you're playing at opposition's home mm. ground. It was just, it's always you know, good to go there because it's it's a rugby league town. Mm. You know, they they they're passionate about the Knights. They love their footy side, and as we mentioned, when they're playing well, um, you know that you always see the big crowds there. So good to see them get up and and play well. Oh, don't know what's happening at West Tigers. Um, wow, they're, they're one of your favourite teams. <laughs> You, you tipped Look, them a lot last year. No, they are not. Are you, are you just trying to throw support behind them? <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to get behind them. I'm just trying to get behind the boys. Yes. No one's helping yes. them out. Okay. And I'm okay. trying to help them out. Um, well, let's quickly, because I, th- I know we have to go to a break. Quickly, what are your thoughts on this whole pokies thing? Like, what, what's your take on, like, seriously, that, you know, they're, they're growing men. Mm. What, what's your take on going and have, a, have a slap bef- the night before a game? And that pokies. And pokies, that is. Yeah. Let's uh, put this into context too. They would have gone to a pub, had a feed with no alcohol because that's been confirmed, then said to each other, oh, we'll have a quick slap on the pokies. Yep. Would have been an hour max. So what have they done wrong? If, I'm, if any advice to those boys at the moment, right, just get your footy going. Mm-hmm. Get out and make sure you play good footy, get a couple of wins, and then go have a little slap on the pokies. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, after the break, we have the great Kevin Walters on the show. Make sure to text in. But, I mean, I am so excited. So excited to Kevin Walters. <laughs> Two wins, baby. Two wins. Text in 0457 736 736, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. I have the great Kevin Walters here, the Brisbane Broncos coach, mate. Absolutely stoked to have you on the show and also stoked to have you on the show under these conditions. Oh. I mean, the boys are flying. How are you feeling, mate? Oh, I'm feeling really good, thanks, Danny. Yeah, it's been a good start to the season for us. Um, but, yeah, a long, long way to go just yet. We've obviously made some, some improvements from last year, but plenty mm. to work on as well. Um, but the good thing is that we've, we've started the season well, which we, we hoped to do and wanted to do. Kevin, what have you made of the first two weeks, obviously starting out against uh, the Rabbitohs, who were missing yeah. um, Latrell, obviously, Adam yeah. Reynolds, uh, your halfback now and, and a change of coach. Had a strong victory, I thought. I was at that game and thought the boys played really well. But then they backed it up in round two. What, what's your feeling so far in the first two matches? Yeah, look, um, I've been really happy with our defence more than anything, Cameron. I mean, last year we, we leaked points sort of everywhere. 
at different stages uh, throughout the season. And <coughs> excuse me, at the back end of the year last year, I thought we'd make some changes uh, from, from our physical preparation as well as uh, a few mental things. And I thought that that helped us. And then through the pre-season, a big focus for us, you know, on our defence. Obviously, as you know, as much as most about this, that the, you know, the, the good defensive teams are there. Uh, right at the back end of the season, so that was yeah. an area for us to, to work on. I mean, we still got some some a lot of work to do, particularly with our defence. But we're we're happy with um, where we are in, in the space at the moment. Still, as I say, plenty to do. But it's been very encouraging having um, Adam here. Adam Reynolds has certainly helped us from a defensive point of view, just his talk and communication. Uh, Kurt yeah. Capewell is probably our leader in that regard. And you played, uh, or no, and he didn't play with Kurt, but he like he's just. Yeah typifies, um, you know, what a good defensive player does. All those little areas, you know, with the line speed and the inside pressure and good contact and all that, he's just that's flowing across the group with, with uh, and he's leading the way there. And Ryan James as well is a very experienced mm. player and he's helped us in the middle of the field with our ruck defence. And yeah, so those three in particular need to, you know, takes a lot of credit for what, what's happening here. Do you reckon that's been the missing link at the Broncos for the last couple of years, Kev? Is like A lot has been said about the squad and the makeup, and, you know, there's, it's a, one of the best young squads in the competition. But do you think you're just missing a couple of the elder statesmen like yeah. Reynolds and, and like Capewell and, and uh, like Ryan yeah. James? Yeah, certainly. I mean, if you look at all the successful teams, you know, in the last 20 years across the NRL, they've got always had good, strong leadership on field, which is where it you know, matters most. And, you know, I just felt... That here at the Broncos, sort of the last, not just last year, but the last sort of four or five years, a lot of those more senior type of players from, you know, when Ben Hunt left back in uh, 2017 or 18, mm. the Broncos yeah. have, you know, been on the slide from a leadership point mm. of view. And um, yeah. we had a lot of guys, you know, that retired, uh, Corey Parker, Sam Thiday, Justin Hodges, all in a short period of time as well. So there's a, a bigger turnover of players. And uh, we just, when we went to the market, we had to get good experienced players because Brisbane have always developed you know, good, good young players, but it's all, yep. you know, hasn't always been the case with our uh, more senior guys. So we had to get some in, and Adam's been terrific. Certainly Kurt and, and Ryan, they, they've, they've really plugged a, a few holes for us, which has been really um, a blessing for us. And certainly from a coaching point of view, I know that all the coaches are really happy with who we've picked up as well. Hey, Kevy, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I came in to visit the boys last year. You know, it was a, it was a tough time, but... I remember saying to you, mate, it's it's so good to have you back uh, because clearly you know what it is to be a Bronco. And I know, you know, externally, a lot of people don't know what that means. But, you know, if you've put no. on the Broncos jersey, you do. You know, what What I loved about, especially about against the Bulldogs, although, you know, it, it was messy at times, we did play like a Broncos team, especially in that last yeah. 20 when we needed to get the win. What, what, what have you kind of put in place to get... First of all, the recruits that haven't come through the Bronco system, but also the young guys to buy into what it is to be a Bronco. Well, every club then has its own DNA, and I was very fortunate to work uh, at the Melbourne Storm uh, in the sort of 2011, 12, and 13. And their DNA is different to what the Broncos is, but it's also a very successful DNA. So, you know, um, the, the Broncos for me, and not dissimilar to, to the Melbourne Storm, um, it's all about you know working hard for your mates. You know, all those little effort areas in the game. Um, the Broncos, when they were, you know, winning premierships and being successful, and you had a very successful stint here as well. It was all about those those little parts of the game, the effort areas, that you know don't take a lot of skill. It just takes a lot of, a lot of drive and a lot of purpose from individuals and and from the team. And um, you know, 
well, I hadn't seen it here in 12 months. Uh, last year, I didn't see a lot of it. It was in little different uh, periods of games, but never constant. Whereas uh, this year, we've started constantly, you know, showing up for each other, particularly in defence and scrambling, you know, really hard and, and being really determined not to let the opposition, you know, cross your line. I, you know, I felt that hasn't happened here for the, you know, for the past couple of years and last year, especially when I was in charge. So we need to to fix that, and the only way to fix that is through. Um, bringing in its external players that that have that attitude, that desire, you know, that that will to, will to win as such. And um, you know, we, we've always been uh, a really talented side at the Broncos, and keep producing the, the great talent. But talent only gets you so far. It's more those little areas of the game that nobody sees except for your teammates. You know, on mm. the field, uh, the work that you're doing, you know, both on the inside and outside. So that's that was a major area of focus for us, and it's it's showing through in our footy this year, which I'm I'm really um, pleased about. Now, you know, we all, you know, Payne Haas is an incredible uh, front rower and, you know, he's playing such good footy. But I actually want to talk about a guy named Paddy Carrigan. You know, he yeah. obviously had the injury last year, uh, but he's one guy that even when we were struggling, I, I really did believe he represented what Broncos were all about. And he's just gone to another level this year. What's what's he like as a young man? And, and you know, I guess where do you see him going if everything continues on the same trajectory? Yeah, look, uh, he's a good young fellow, very smart young fellow. I think he's uh, nearly finished his um, physio's. Uh, degree, so quite smart on the field and off the field as well. And Paddy is that guy in those little effort areas. Is always you know marking himself you know very hardly. Uh, I feel he's a lot. He fits, seems to be a lot fitter this year. A lot, probably put on a, maybe a meter or two of speed. That was one of the mm-hmm. things that he worked hard on with his knee when he when he did uh, get the the knee injury was his speed. Um, and he, I think he's put on one or two kilos as well. So he's a little bit heavier and a little bit yeah. quicker. And that's probably been the difference for him. He, the effort areas have always been there for Paddy, and he, he's a smart yeah. fellow. He knows how to, to play the game. But I, you know, I just feel uh, he's worked extremely hard through that period where he's on the sidelines, and he's been a blessing for us. Uh, again, the opening two weeks. Who, you know, let's not forget, Pat wasn't there. He, he injured mm-hmm. his knee. I think it was in about round seven last year. So we've missed a lot of football last year, and it's great to have him back in there. Uh, he's playing some good footy, and typifies, you know, um, what a Bronco player, sh- you know, should should act like, and also more importantly, on the field, um, be doing all those little things, particularly in defence. He gets it right. Yeah, you're right. He, he looks fit. He looks yeah, sharp. But I'll absolutely. tell you, I'll tell you, someone else who looks sharp and has caught my eye, Kempi. Young man by the name of Billy Walters. Billy, that's your your young fella, Kev. Now, now I was at the game yeah. round one, um, as we spoke about before, and he played extremely. Every time he ran the footy, like, he, he was yeah. like beating first up tackles left, right, and centre. And I thought he will have he will have the six jersey on his back mm. come round two because um, he played well, and his dad's the coach. Uh, with Adam Reynolds, <laughs> but mate, he found he found his way uh, on the bench, and I know he was pretty happy to be in that seventeen. I heard some comments yeah. uh, from himself about that. Is he is he yeah. talking to you at the moment? Because you put him on the bench, or what's <laughs> happening there? Hey? Uh, well, he didn't come around. He didn't come around for dinner last Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, um, yeah, well, the reason we went with Albert was Albert sort of. I'm trying to be fair with everything that I do here at the Broncos and try and see it both yeah. from a player's point of view and also a coaching point of view. So, Albert finished the season off last year for us, you know, in, in good touch. So, I felt that he earned the right to get first crack at, at the jumper uh, this time round. And we had to find a spot for Bill somewhere, you know, for round two. And I know you've um, worked with him and trained with him, you know, at the Storm. He equally, he's equally good, you know, at nine. I think he did a great job for us on the weekend coming on there. So um, 
we didn't have that sort of player in our squad last year, that, that guy that can play in the halves and then all hook us slash. So he's been good for us. Um, we're still on good terms. When, whenever we're on the field here at the Broncos, he's Billy Walters, the, the Broncos player. The moment he steps off the field, um, it's <laughs> Billy Walters, my son. So it's, that's the way we're trying to keep it. Yeah, I think I, mate, nice. Kev, I was going to ask you, how you found that coaching the young fella? Well, it's it's been great. Well, if you can't trust your own sons with you to go out and, and do things, who can you trust? That's one way yeah. you know, that I look at it, and I've got a lot of trust. And also, uh, I'm a, I do believe Billy is a good footballer, and we've shown um, from what he's shown us so far that he, you know, he mm. certainly belongs where he is. But the key for Billy uh, will be to continue that and staying at that level. You know, I think maybe at different times in his career, um, certainly last year he got injured at the Tigers, but the year before at the Tigers, he just, he's just a little bit inconsistent with his footy, but he seems to be getting it right so far, only two rounds in, but he's certainly got the ability to, you know, to be a great uh, pickup for us, and he's already showing his worth in the opening two rounds. So the key for Billy is to make sure that he maintains that, that high level that he's playing at, um, which I'm sure he can. He's 28 years of age now, Cameron. He's getting, mm. you know, he should be able to do it, and uh, I'm very <laughs> confident that he, that he can do it. No, he's still, yeah. But it's good. It's been, it's been great to have him here, refreshing. And I'm really proud of what, what he's done so far. There's been a lot of pressure on him from externally. There's been a lot of, a lot of heat around um, mm. him being in the side. But he's, he's playing well enough to, to maintain his, his position in the side, which is very pleasing. Mate, Kevy, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, yeah, I just hope the boys keep turning up. You know, it's not even about the results. It's about the way they're playing that I, uh, I really do love watching, mate. Yeah. So thank you so much. Good on you, Kev. That's good, boys. Thanks, thanks for having me on. And Dan, we get you down to training here, mate, one day. When, do, when are we going to see you down at training? The boys. <laughs> mate, get me down there. I'll come down. You, mate, mate I tell you what, brother. get some diamonds out. I'll put some. I'll put some hits on the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back me forte. That was me forte. Right, tackling, missing them, missing them. The jam on the wing, Freddie. The jam on the wing. It went Francis Melly and then Den and Kemp. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, bro. Good on you, boys. Ciao. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Uh, we've got some texts. We've got some texts. Here we text, go. text Sam from Bondi. He says, Gents, a lot has been made about the build-up between South Roosters this Friday night. Mm-hmm. Could the emotion get the best of both teams? What do you reckon, Smithy? S- Sam from Bondi. Is that Sam Walker? I think it is. I mean, that, uh, that's just my sources are well, saying Sam, Well, he's playing, so he should know. Look, yeah. Oh, look. Yeah, look, there's, there's a bit of a build-up to this match, and, and why not? Like, it, we, we just want to get excited about it. It's... Mm. Roosters Rabbitohs, one of the, the great rivalries in our competition, two mm-hmm. of the oldest teams in the comp. Um, and obviously around Joey Manu and, and Latrell and what happened last year. Look, I think the both players have moved past that. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're professionals. It's it's quite some time ago now, over six months ago, that, that incident happened. And, oh, yeah, for me, it's it's all forgotten. It's happened mm. on the field and that both have moved on. I, I just, I'm looking forward to this battle because... The Rabbitohs, you know, we spoke about earlier in the show, Kempi. The Rabbitohs nearly stole a game off Melbourne mm-hmm. on the weekend. They played awful, at, you know, for their standards. Yeah. Um, and the Roosters are coming off a really good win in, in round two. So this this should be a really, really good matchup. I'm really looking forward to this one. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, emotions getting uh, out of control. As a non-fan of either team, I hope they do. <laughs> Let the world burn. Let the world burn, baby. Let's get in there, get amongst it, and just entertain me oh, they're selfishly. Just, they're just pushing, though. Yeah, it's just pushing. They all know they can't yeah, punch. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. No, I, I cannot wait. South v Roosters, there's, you know, plenty, plenty of bad, bad blood over many years, mm. but also they're both teams that – 
probably haven't started the year as well as they would hope. Yes. So it's a huge game. Yes. Like It's not like, you know, the Roosters started really well and it's, ah, oh, if we drop this game, it doesn't really matter. It's like, no, we need to start hitting form at the yep. moment. And obviously yes. the Rabbitohs, it's an absolutely huge game for key players. We've got Latrell Mitchell. We've got Ilias. Yes. We've got Cody. You know, there's so mm. many uh, moving parts. So absolutely great question, Sam. Actually, we're feeling generous. Sammy, mm. you have – that was a hole-in-one, mate. Thanks yes. to TaylorMade. TP5 golf ball, you win uh, the package from TaylorMade. He's got uh, it. The ball that beats the number one ball in golf. There you go. Well done, mate. TaylorMade pack coming your way. We've got another one, another text coming in here, Kempi. Lockie uh, from Brisbane. He says, hey, hey, Goat and Beak, what have you made of the Broncos' start to the year? Can they realistically make the finals in 2022? Absolutely. Absolutely they can. Uh, now, do I think they will? No, I think they'll hover around the ninth, tenth. Mark? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I th- that was wow. my prediction before the season started. Okay. Because okay. I just think we need to be patient. Yes. We need to be patient, mm. allow standards to be set, you yep. know. And, and again, you know, speaking to Kevy earlier, yep. uh, you know, he, he kind of talked about putting in that culture, putting in that standard, bringing in experienced guys that had those traits. Yes. And although bringing in those guys, absolutely fantastic, it's still going to take a few, you know, let's say, 12 weeks or even 24 weeks mm-hmm. for their standards to rub off on the younger guys. Okay. Um, so although absolutely realistically, like right now, I would put them in my eight, yep. but I know it's a long year. Yes. I know injuries happen. So I would hover them around. What do you, what do you reckon? I, I think just, just watching off the first two weeks, I, th- I think they'll take out anywhere from seven to eight. Nice. They'll, they'll be, I reckon they'll be in the hunt for those last two spots. I've got, I've got a group of teams taking out the first six spots. Yep. I actually think Brisbane will play finals this year. Wow, I like mm. it. Hey, I'll get on board that. I'll yes. get on board that. They just they just got to keep some key personnel on the park. Yeah, so like, true. Like you know, listening to Kevy speak before about the impact that um, you know Ryan James, uh, Kirk Capewell, and particularly um, uh, Reynolds. sorry Reynolds, Adam Reynolds has made to that team just with their 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 mm. presence and. Um, the, the talk that they have within the group and the reassurance that they give to the young players. Mm. If those three can stay on the paddock, um, along with Payne Haas, mm. um, wow. they, they, they're going to be ultra competitive this year. Not, not just against the, the lowest place yep. sides, but against the good teams as well. Mm. Speaking of Payne Haas, yes. now you've seen some incredible front rowers come through the game. You know, Bromwich, obviously, probably the best front row of the generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Glenn Lazarus was a huge part of Storm's early success. Yep. Where does he? I know he's got plenty of career to go, but if you were to talk about just what you've seen so far, mm-hmm. where does he kind of rate? For you oh, personally? look, as far as um, the impact he's had on that footy club mm. from 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 an early age, it's it's really impressive. Mm. And I can't remember, like even Jesse Bromwich. Like you talk about Jesse Bromwich, he probably wasn't a, a standout like Haas has been from that young age. He mm. sort of it took him a, a few years to grow into the, his role in the footy side. Mm. Now he started. His career, he played a lot of lot of matches off the bench, Kempi, mm. until he secured that sort of starting role. Okay. Um, until he sort of he realised um, the ability that he had with mm. his size and his strength and um, you know some of the skill that he had. Mm. Um, so it took him a little bit of time. Whereas this young man, he's just come in and, and really just started to dominate the competition. Mm. Like not not just not just dominate uh, the starting role at his club. Like he's dominating the entire competition to the point where. He's regarded as arguably the, the the best prop in the comp right mm. now. So you know it's been really impressive. The thing about you know young players and and where they will sit when they finish, it's it's all about 
the the standard that they play to year on year. Mm. Not just not just performing for a couple of years yeah. or maybe three seasons and then putting the feet up for another couple. Mm. It's about playing to that high standard for their from start to finish. Mm. Um, and and then that's when they'll be judged. But it's certainly been very impressive with the way he has started out his career. Mate, it's been uh, I mean, me personally at such a young age, I haven't seen a front rower do the things that he's done. Mm. That doesn't mean that he's going to be the greatest front no, row of all time. Because right. there has been some very good props in Absolutely. Our game. I mean, Glenn Lazarus went to each club and won a premiership. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, right. Like, it's incredible what he yeah. did. And Three and different th- clubs, yep. In, absolutely incredible. And there's all those intangibles that you can't really measure that a mm. lot of front rowers have. Like Bromwich's uh, ball playing is one of his most underrated facets of his abilities. Of his game, of his game yeah. And, and you, can't, you can't forget, like, just think back maybe 10, 15 years ago, the two props running around for the Broncos at that Webkey, time. Webkey, Petro. Webkey yeah. and Sivan Asiva. You know, mm. that you, they're regarded as... Brad Thorne as well. Some of the great props, Brad Thorne as well. So, you know, he's got a, he's got mm. a lot to live up to, but, you know, he's doing some really good things at the moment and he's just, he's just got to continue on that upward sort of path that he's built. Now we have uh, a preview. Uh, St. George Dragons versus Cronulla Sharks tonight. Mm. Yes. What a great game. What I love about – actually, I'm not sure if you know this, Smithy. Mm-hmm. This is the first two rounds, the winning margin is the smallest it's been in nearly a decade, what, I think. Across the competition? Yes. It's about nine points. That's a good thing. It's a great thing. I, I like seeing that compared to – what was it last oh, year? Was it the blowouts? Disgusting. Was that last year? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, 20 – like, that was just – It was, at times, you know, unwatchable. Yeah, honestly. Really. You yeah. know, like, games were over at halftime. Um, so it's great to see – you know the gap closing. It, that 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 for me has been the most pleasing thing. Absolutely, is to see you know the likes of you know the Sharkies competing, like the Dragons. Newcastle are sitting on top of the competition. The Doggies are one from two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's really good. Broncos, sorry, we we spoke about them a lot so far already, but they're two from two. They're mm-hmm. sitting in the top four. Haven't been there for several years, but um, this is a good one. And um, you know, we're, we're going to be speaking to one of their stars a little bit. Uh, down the track in Nico Hines. So it'll be interesting to see what, what he says. But uh, this has always been a, a good matchup. Uh, the Dragons v. the Sharkies. A lot of rivalry here going back a long way. Um, they... M- no McCulloch this week for uh, the Dragons. That, it's going to be interesting to see how they go without him. Although Moses Mbai, I thought you know, he come on and was, was quite impressive. He could do a job. Yeah, well, he, he was yeah. quite impressive. Mm. and and But... In saying that, it's different starting the match knowing that you're going to have to try and play out you know, some big minutes yeah. rather than you know, coming off the bench and then being asked just to go out and finish a game. Um, but you know, he's a good player. He's a rep player. He played State of Origin. Um, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they go without um, uh, McCulloch. Who am I going to tip in this game? I'm not too sure. This is sort of, I don't know, it's a bit of a halfway bet. I don't know what your thoughts are, but... Um, I'm, I'm maybe leaning towards Saints. Well, okay, okay. Look, I, I mean, I'm absolutely loving that these two teams are truly competitive, not only against, you know, the, the teams sitting on the fringes. Dragons took Penny Panthers all the way yeah, yes. to the death. And I, right. know, I know they were without Cleary, but that's still a premiership-winning side. Mm-hmm. You know, that's still a premiership-winning side. 
Um, and, you know, the Sharkies, when you actually sit down and look at their squad, look at the age of their squad, look at how much cap space they may have next year. You know, Fafida may be there. He may not be. Mm. Moylan may be there. He may not be. Graham, we're still unsure as to, you know, how he comes back from his injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just in such a good spot. Yep. Uh, so I think this is going to be an incredible clash. And you've got some, you know, young, good wingers. You've got... You've got, sorry, good centers going against each other. You've got mm-hmm. Suli and Lomax versus Tracy and Ramian. Now, Ramian, you know, aside from one error, I think he's been playing some really good footy. Yep. Lomax as well, oh, he is all class. Yep. Very good player. All Rate class. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm probably going to go the Sharks. Okay. I, I just, I really like what I'm seeing there. And I think that we, we forget Nico hasn't played many games at all at seven no. in the NRL. And no. he's still playing the way he's playing. Mm. Um, you know, I just really like what the Sharks have to offer, and I think that they're still scratching the surface. I think mm-hmm. they're a spine that hasn't really played that much footy together. Fanukin was, you know, he's new as well. Yep. Um, you've got Cam McInnes, who, again, he's going to come off the bench, but mm-hmm. uh, he's someone that can offer so much. You've got Braden Trindle there as well. I, I really like what I see with the Sharkies. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just think, um, yeah, off the back of um, – that game on the weekend, I think they, even though they got beat, mm. St George, I think they they will be, you know, they'll be buoyed by how close they were with Penrith. I don't know if we're going to speak about it later, so apologies if we are. Mm-hmm. But thoughts on the recent, I guess, uh, crackdown on kick pressure and halves taking the ball into the line. So Jaden Sewer yep. gets sent off. Uh, sorry, Sempitent. Apologies. Sent uh, he was they so they timed it, and he officially was late. Point one four seconds, and he got ten in the bin. What are your thoughts on this? Oh well, because you've got a slow mo button when you're on the field, don't you? Mm, yeah. You get a chance to with, look around, withdraw yourself from the tackle. Crazy. Oh, I just, I, you know, I looked at that tackle a couple of times um, in the replay, fast motion, slow motion. Like it's just, I, I, my opinion is that he he was committed to that tackle before the ball left his hands. Mm. Now it's very difficult to ask a player to. You know, withdraw himself from an attempted tackle when a half goes that deep into the line. Mm-hmm. Now I know there's always discussion about you know protecting players and particularly halves around you know ball plays going into the line mm. um, when they're kicking the ball. I think we've seen um, you know Moses mm. got hit a couple of times late when he's kicking the football, um, which is I think they're quite vulnerable in that situation when they're kicking the ball Absolutely. and they're in, particularly when they're in the when they're in the air, mm. um, but. If you're a half, right, they are coached and they train every day when, they, when they've got the football to run the ball into the line like that. Absolutely. Okay? And, and the role that they're playing right there is to commit a defender. Mm-hmm. Okay? To commit a defender mm. because it takes that defensive player out of that defensive line, mm. which then creates space or an overlap or an opportunity for one of their teammates to either – poke their nose through, get a quick play ball and roll on from there. Mm. All right? that That's their entire objective, Kempi, mm. as a seven or a six or a one or even a nine sometimes, mm-hmm. is to take the ball as deep as they can go into that line. Now, if if Jaden Sewer, right, if Jaden Sewer doesn't commit himself to that tackle, okay, mm. and he shows the ball and he runs through a gap, mm. then who gets criticised? Yeah. Jaden Sewer does. Absolutely. For taking a show or not committing. What was he doing there? That was soft defense. But yes. now because he's hit, he's committed himself to a tackle, hit him with force, like this whole like, oh, too much force. We're playing rugby league. Yeah. And and I'm, I, I'm all for player safety. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for player safety. Mm. Like let's not 
get our wires crossed here. But mm. but like seriously, like point what was it? Point, point one four. Point one four of a second he had to to, to change his get whole himself body. out of that tackle. If you if we continue down this path, it'll actually like really change the fabric of the game. Oh. Because yeah. all of a sudden defenders will be like I can't even try to pressure, and, and everything will be passive. And chuck, some, chuck some flags on their hips. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, so after the break, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll preview the rest of the, the round. Mm-hmm. Obviously an absolutely huge, huge round. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll also do who had the best hands in the NRL last week. We'll give our picks. Thanks to Schnicks. See you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. Time now for this. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. We are just uh, talking about mm. the best hands. Thanks to Schnitz. Now, I love a schnitty. I love a schnitty. Now, uh, my number three for the best hands, thanks to Schnitz, mm-hmm. is Hamiso catch on the attack against Charles Nickel Klukstad oh, yes. to score a try against the Raiders. Talk about great schnitty hands. The hammer. The How hammer. good is he? Mate. I just love to see him free-flowing. Yes. Well, yeah, we like to see him out in the open, but you know, classic hands the other day. Just unbelievable. Good win for the Cowboys too. Um, number two, Ty- Tyrell Sloan. Yes, another another he, really good young guy. He gun. took the crossfield kick uh, from Benny Hunt uh, to score against the Panthers. Unlucky not to win that match, I thought. Extremely, and some really tough calls against him. Really tough calls. Um, Ravalau, if he holds that ball mm, I know. right at the end. It's your job, mate. Uh, anyway, um, that's number two. And But number one, David Fafita's long run. Did you see this pass? Outrageous. He's a back rower, right? His job is to get the ball, run over people. Yes. But no, he thought he was—he thought he had number seven on his back yes. when he had this ball. But it was just a—it was a beautiful pass, long pass, um, cut out against the Warriors. Haven't really seen that from Fafita before. We've only seen him uh, yeah. literally, you know, barnstorm. Yeah, steamroll people. Yep. But he's a—he's a skillful young man, mm. um, and he threw that big um, cut out pass over for uh, their second try of the match mm-hmm. for the Titans. Um, so yeah, some some good quality. Um, hands there provided by Schnitz. Schnitz, we love it. Thank that was best hands thanks to Schnitz. Bite into golden, delicious, handcrafted Schnitz. I mean, I cannot wait until they until I, we get to try some Smitty. I, I think that uh, yes, I cannot wait. I think they might be in next week for us for lunchtime, mate. Please, please. Uh, after the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. What an hour of chat. Arguably the greatest hour of chat ever in the history of radio and other, any other platform that chat happens on. Uh, after the break, we'll have the full NRL Round 3 preview. We'll answer your text. And we'll also have the great Nico Hines after his match-winning conversion after the buzzer. I mean, what a great moment for a signing that, you know, a lot of pressure on him. But the big fella delivered. So we'll have him on the phone uh, talking all things Cronulla, talking all things new uh, new living space, new living space, and also being the man of the hour. Anyway, make sure to text in, uh, and we'll also be giving away more prizes at the end of the show. See you at the other side of the break. Mate, uh, welcome Nico Hines to the show. I mean, what a week for the, the, the man of Cronulla, the man of the hour. Nico Hines, mate, how are you going? I'm good, fellas. How are you guys going? <laughs> no, we're good, mate. We're good. What, mate? Talk us through that last uh, attempt at conversion. Now, I've seen you. I've seen you hit some goals in Melbourne. 
<laughs> and at times, <laughs> not the most accurate, but, mate, you nailed that one. How were you feeling? Um, I was actually feeling quite good. Um, I don't know if anyone noticed, but when we scored, uh, I sort of celebrated for a little bit, but then I went and walked off on my own and grabbed the ball, and I sort of just tried to calm the nerves and um, just get into my head of blocking out all the, the noise that's going on, all the outside noise that's going to happen, and yeah. just really try to be um, calm and collected like you were, Smithy, in, in your day. So I just <laughs> wanted to make, sure, <laughs> just make sure that this is the moment that you know this, this club brought me here for in pressure moments. If I want to be a pressure player, then I need to stand up and kick the goal. And you know, I'm very, very grateful that I did it. Now, you mentioned the outside noise, but as a personal sufferer of head noise, how did you get rid of the inside noise? <laughs> uh, no, I just knew, I thought straight away um, that this is the moment that, you know, every mm. kid dreams of, and this is the moment that I knew was bound to happen at some point that when I've come to Cronulla Sharks, that I'm going to have to deliver for this club. And uh, I just thought, you know, this is the moment that I, I've waited for, and I'm just going to deliver. I, I need to, and I just got to do it. And I just calm myself down, and you know I've been working on on uh, my mindset and dealing with pressure over the the course of the preseason. I hired a, a coach for that, so um, you know and it, it worked out, I guess. Well, mate, handled the the pressure in the moment. You did that beautifully. Tell us a little bit about uh, your first game at Shark Park. Um, new team, obviously. Round one, you were up in Canberra, but uh, to be in front of the Sharkies faithful. Tell us about that uh, that eighty minutes. Yeah, it was unreal. Even just running out um, when we first ran out it was such an amazing feeling, like looking around. All the boys have told me the stories and like all the fellas who have played there uh, previously, is, you know, they spoke about it over the preseason, how excited they are. And, you know, there's so much emotion in the boys who have played there and been away for two years and coming back. And, um, you know, you don't really understand that feeling until you actually do run out there and, and feel it yourself. And, um, yeah, it was pretty special. Um, it wasn't obviously capacity because of there's a certain part of the stadium that you can't go out and, and whatnot because of the, the rebuild but um, it felt like there was bloody 40,000 people at Suncorp Stadium so um, yeah it was, it was really cool and just to, to deliver the win um, get the win for the for the fans and um, you know all the boys were so pumped that back that they're playing so hopefully the fans keep turning up um, regularly now. Were you a Sharkies fan growing up Nico? Nah not at all. <laughs> Who, who was your team? Who was your teammate? Cowboys. Ah, yeah, weird though, growing up on the coast. Yeah. I was going to say Central Coast boy following the cows. JT Thurston. Yeah, well, Dad, um, Dad was a massive Dragons fan, so it's a bit ironic now playing them tomorrow night in the local derby. Yeah. But um, my brother was a Knights fan, so I kind of was going between the two. And then I was like, when Joey, I mean, when Thursday went up there in two thousand and five. Uh, I bought myself a Cowboys jersey and I just followed person ever ever since that day. <laughs> Mate, how good, how good. And, and speaking of that matchup, it's uh, it's one of the, you know, well-known derbies. Uh, what's the feeling like going into it as, you know, for example, you play for the Storm and you had this incredible year, but you didn't need need to be the guy. Obviously, I know you would wanted to be the guy, whereas at the moment you come to a new club, you sign a big contract and they're talking big, big contracts. They're talking money bags. That's what they're talking. I, I don't know. I can't confirm, but but you're the guy. You're the guy now going into a derby. What's that feeling like and, and what's kind of the plan internally? Well, first, I'm nowhere on near as a wicket that Smitty was on his whole career. But <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, um, it's a pretty good feeling. Like, it's, 
Uh, the boys have spoke about the derby, and I haven't experienced one before, obviously, but I'm really excited to experience it. It's going to be a, a tough game. And, um, yeah, like you said, I, I got brought here to, to deliver some wins for this club, and I've been working extremely hard to make sure I do that because I know for a fact that the media is hell different here compared to the Storm, and, you know, they're going to be on mm. your back with a... If you don't, if you don't win games of football here, and it'll, it'll probably be all my fault. So, um, you know, I've just just really want to work on my game. Obviously, going to a new position as well, I've had to work extremely hard, which I'll continue to do, just to make sure that I, I do play good footy and, and um, you know show this club why they brought me here and, and repay the faith that they've shown in me. And, and you said you you, held, you hired a coach um, for your, I guess your your mental. Uh, fitness for a game walk us through first of all you know why and how that came about you know because you played so well last year without one you'd be you know remiss to kind of assume that you know you played well let's not change anything but you feel like you want to get even better than last year is that why you went with the the mental fitness coach yeah for sure and um i just knew that you know being in melbourne um obviously smithy would know like you don't get anywhere near as much um media you know you walk the streets no one really knows you unless you're cameron smith um and then you sort of <laughs> coming to coming to Sydney, you know, there's going to be media sessions every week. There's, going to, like, there's already been two to three per week here, and um, you know, a lot of paper writing about like myself. And I just thought, um, you know, you can do all the the running on the field and the weights in the gym, but if you don't have your mental game right, then you know, it won't really you won't perform at the best. And I just wanted to just take a next next step in my career. And if I'm going to do that, I want to get my headspace right. And I've been someone in the past who hasn't had a great headspace and I overthink a lot of things and I just couldn't afford to do that if I'm coming to this club um, to be a main guy and I just thought you know what why not get on top of it and uh, one of my mates who I played a bit of footy with growing up but we sort of um, drifted apart and went our own ways he is like a life coach and he wants to get in the space of um, you know helping out professional athletes or just people in general with their mindset and he's um, you know, done it. In, got a degree, and he's done it himself. And I thought, you know what? Why don't we rekindle our relationship? And that's the way we can do it. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's been really good. And I've not overthinking as much, not worrying about outside noise, and I'm learning to to deal with pressure. And he's um, reading Dan Carter's actually um, mental coach. I think his book, and he's taken things out of that to to give to me. And I watched a lot of Dan Carter listen to his podcast. Listen, listen. I uh, watched his. Um, Doco and I've, I've really drawn inspiration of the way he dealt with his um, mental space and the way he dealt with pressures too. So um, yeah, it's a slow process, but uh, it's building nicely. Now you talk about your mindset, mate, and how that's changed a little bit towards um, dealing with pressures and footy and the spotlight. Is there anything different that you've had to do, like just your day-to-day stuff around town um, compared to living in Melbourne? I know you know Sydney's a bit of a fishbowl for the league boys, but is there anything do you have to stay inside? Do you have to just get Click, click and collect groceries and things like that. What, like, tell us about your day-to-day movements. Um, no, no, not really. Like the the locals have really um, welcomed me in really nicely. Actually, when you go down the street, they you know, say good day and welcome to Cronulla and whatnot. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just like to stick to a routine. Um, you know, I would like to get up and go for a swim in the morning and and come back and and, and journal a little bit. But when I'm going out the streets, it's it's actually. Um, I know quite re- quite refreshing knowing that you know I've come here and, and made it sort of an impact in, in this town and this club. Um, you know, after we lose a couple of games, then I might not show me face as much. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's been good. Uh, I'm really it comes with the job, you know, and you just you just got to embrace it and um, you know and just yeah, just embrace it and love it, I guess. Yeah. 
And mate, knowing you quite well uh, from your time in Melbourne, you you know you have some really good friendship uh, groups and tight mates, but you're really close with your family. Being back in New South Wales now, has it given you an opportunity to catch up with the fam? Yeah, plenty. A bit, a bit uh, more? Yeah, yeah, plenty. I've gone up to the coast um, for a couple of weekends when I've had some time off to get back and relax. And um, my brother's got two baby girls that I love spending quality time with. And um, it's just good that every you know second week or pretty much every weekend, Nelly, we're playing in Sydney. So um, they love coming down and, and watching me play. So every opportunity they get, they'll be there. It just gives me extra time to catch up whether they come down and, and stay in a hotel and um, just down the road or they stay at my house. Um, you know, and just just more family time. It's, it's doing the world of good. So, um, yeah, loving that. Mate, Nico, thank you so much. I tell you what, ever since you got up to the, the beaches there, the tan, it's looking good, mate. It's looking real good. <laughs> real good. He doesn't need an invitation to get the shirt off. He doesn't oh, wow. need an invitation. Hey. Oh, yeah. Actually, mate, um, actually talk about oh, oh, here we go. Off. All, all, <laughs> done. <laughs> all Cameron Smith done in uh, our bubble in 2020 was lay by the pool with me in his speedos. Oh, there's, <laughs> some dirt, there's a bit of dirt for you. There's a bit of dirt for you. Uh, mate, thank you so much, Nico. Thanks for joining us, mate, uh, and good luck with the derby this week. Good luck, Thanks, Nico. Logan. Go Appreciate well, mate. It. Have a good one. Thank you. See well, you, guys. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time for a new segment, thanks to Bailey Ladders. Worksite trusted for over 60 years. Let's break down which young players and cl- are climbing up the Bailey ladder. Yeah, we've got a few here this week. Uh, a few nominations. Kempi, Jakey Clifford, how good is he going at the moment? Incredible. Like, really? Yes. Like, like nights are flying, but he is playing out of his skin. Sits atop of the Dally M leaderboard. It's in, it's Can incredible. you believe that? Six, like, is it six points? He's got three points each game. Three, three plus three. Yep, six. Yeah, I think so. Six points. We'll, we'll get back to you and confirm that. <laughs> well, we think... Um, we think he's got two maximums over the first two rounds, so that's so good. Like he's and he and he's been a main reason why the Knights are playing well. Mm. Uh, clearly, without Kalen uh, Ponga on the weekend and a mm-hmm. um, couple of other big boys, big names, I should say, uh, missing from the Knights. Tell me, so, tell well me done. a world in which the Knights score twenty plus points without mm. Mitchell Pearce, Brayley, oh. and Ponga. Well, that's not in this world. Mm. Well, you wouldn't think, you know, off the last yeah, couple totally. of seasons. But, you know, Jakey's doing a wonderful job there. Um, Isaac Targo, he, he replaced Matty Burton in the left centre. Um, you know what he's averaging per game, run metres? Tell me. Speak to me. Big. M- maybe not as much as you did when you, <laughs> when you played uh, for the Broncos, mate. Please. 130 metres. Incredible. I didn't run that far in my entire career. And guess what? 130 metres. He hasn't missed a tackle yet, and he's made over 40. Fair dinkum. He I reckon that's a better stat. Special. Yeah, absolutely. That's a better stat. He's uh, going really well, the young man. Um, well done to Isaac. Uh, and Sammy Walker, he he bounced back. Uh, very disappointing, not just for Sam, but for the entire Rooster side round one, yes. um, that match. But he, uh, oh, yeah, he, he was very, very uh, dominant. Um, he, he played a commanding role in, in that round two Smash up against uh, Manly. Mm. I, I think they just they sort of coasted. I thought in the mm. second half, yeah, twenty two nil at half time. They sort of half coasted um, to the final siren. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he 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 did a fabulous job, and we're seeing some wonderful um, young players coming through now. And 
obviously, you know, Sammy Walker going into his second season, he feels a lot more comfortable in that mm. position and, you know, he, he played extremely well. Oh, absolutely. And I, I just thought that Kiri played the perfect game to allow Sam Walker to do that. It, yes. it seemed like the Roosters had worked out their roles, whereas in the first week they weren't really sure who was supposed to do what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the work site for over 60 years. Long time. You've got to be doing something right if you've been around for 60 years. Yes. Uh, now, the preview. We've got Tigers v. the Warriors. Speak to me, Smitty. What's uh, going on? Look, well, this is at Campbelltown, okay? Now, this is the Tigers. This is this is their home game. They need to lift. Like, let's not let's not muck around. Um, and, you know, apologies to West Tigers fans yeah, that, that tune into the show. But, but even West Tigers fans need to admit that was a poor performance on the weekend. Um, Mate, just it, on that just, quickly, like... And just on that point, the problem is, mm. is how many of those type of performance have we seen? Well, well, you know? off the back of last year as well. Yeah, it's, that's it's, what I mean. Well, you know what? Oh, for round one, okay. Now, they nearly beat the Melbourne Storm. Yes. Now, granted that they were missing a few of their big guns. Mm. Uh, Harry Grant wasn't there. Munster wasn't there. Jesse Bromwich wasn't there. Um, and they lost to a couple of players mm. early through injury. Um, but... At least they were out there competing, mm-hmm. okay? They were competing for the match. And that's all, I think, as a fan, a paying member, mm. um, a, a, a person buying a ticket to go and watch the team play, I think that's all you ask for is your team to get out there and compete. Mm. Um, we all love to see a winner. Yeah. But, you know, as long as – if you walk away and think, you know, the boys tried really hard today, they were in the match and we got beaten by a better side, mm. you can live with that. Well, I think that's – Doggies fans have lived with that for a couple of years. You know, the Doggies mm. usually turn up most games mm. and grind it out and have, have a loss. Now, they're a bit better this year. Mm. But just with the Tigers, it's, it's not the, the performance specifically that really concerns me. It's how many times we've seen them go from, wow, that was a really solid game of footy to yep. just – it's like they're just so flat. It's shouldn't, like they just did a... Shouldn't be there? Yeah. It's like a fitness <laughs> session was done before the game. Yeah. That's how flat they are. Shouldn't be there or just look disinterested yeah. or they don't want to be there, you know, but they got to understand this is, this is, you know, they are elite sports people, mm. all right? And they're paid. They're paid. That's their job to go out and perform. Mm. So they need to find something. It doesn't matter what's happened during the week, what's been said about their team, what's been said about individual players, mm. what's going on. They need to put all of that aside for the 80 minutes that they're out on the field and go out and compete and perform. Mm. Right? That's what that's that's why that money ends up in their bank account, mm. you know, at the start of every month is for them to go out and perform. Mm. So, you know, I, last year it, it it come across in in certain games mm. that you know, they were, they were trying to almost get rid of Matt, okay? Mm. Uh, that, that's the way they'll perform here like, "Oh, you know, get, let's get, this will get rid of the coach." But there's no excuse now. He's locked in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's been backed by the board, as that we're, we've been told. Yeah, the backed right? by the board. Yeah. <laughs> Very dangerous. We, we, yeah, I know. We've been told that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, they just need to start getting out there and competing. So it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They've got, they've got good enough players there to go out and compete against the side last week against Newcastle. Now, I know we haven't lost a game, but they had a team that they could have gone out and competed much, much more than what they did against mm. Newcastle. To me, it just looks like a team that, you know, there will be individuals that have a real crack, but just the, the energy, the buzz, mm-hmm. the the excitement, they didn't seem excited to be playing rugby league, mm-hmm. whereas the Knights seemed like they were out there loving their footy, yeah. everyone's ripping in, yeah. and it seems like such a simple thing, but 
I don't know whether they're overtraining or their recovery isn't good enough, but mm. by the time you get to the weekend, yeah. you want to be jumping out of your skin to yeah. get out there. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't matter. It can be. It doesn't matter. It's not just sport, mm. right? You look at any any job, any in any industry. If you're happy, you perform better. Mm. So they got to find they got to find a way to get this team in a in a place where they're happy to be there mm. and to be excited. And and even if even if you don't feel excited, you need to find it for yeah. the eighty minutes. You really do. Yeah. You have to. You just as I mentioned just before, you need to put everything that's not so great in your life at, at that stage. You need to be able to put that aside. For 80 minutes, get yeah. out and get the job done, then worry about what's going on afterwards. So they got a couple of big ins, though. Jimmy Tamo's back. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he'll be you know, a good addition for them. Uh, Luke Garner's back in for uh, Tour Lungi, who picked up a head knock. He's, he's He'll be playing in the back row. Jacob Little's back um, from the injury. So, you know, a fair bit of experience coming back in the footy side. Jackson Hastings. Oof. Wow. So he, he went to the judiciary last night. And I thought he had a bit of a case. Often Gower looked like he did help that Not tackle. before, maybe. Not before it was. Yeah. <laughs> Not before. Often Gower looks like he did help take it past the horizontal. So I understood mm. why the Tigers were going to fight it. They but fought the grading. The grading. Yes. Three weeks for that. Ooh, that's mm. going to hurt. He, I mean, he, he ran for 200 metres. He was the only player, in my opinion, that seemed like they were really just trying to make things happen. Make a difference. Make a difference. Mm. Put the team on their back, go forward. So to them, for them to lose a guy like Hastings, it's almost like compounding one thing after another. Who chalks up their first victory of the year? Is it going to be Warriors or is it West Tigers? Because both Warriors. teams have started um, winningless seasons. Warriors were really unlucky to win, uh, lose round one. Yes. Then also they just lost to the Titans round two. Uh, so, yes. yep. you know, I know Brown in the post-match press conference was like, we're sick of being, oh, good potential or, you know, we're building yeah, towards something. Yep. Yep. We need to start winning games. Mm-hmm. And I, I still really like what I saw with the Warriors. Reese Walsh is playing really well. Uh, Adam Fenor, Blake is fantastic. Josh mm-hmm. Curran, who is now a smoky for the New South Wales side. Brad Fittler has said he really likes what Curran offers. Yes. Uh, really? Yeah, he's come out and said, he said it's a long time till uh, selection, mm-hmm. but he really likes what he offers. And, you know, if he continues playing this way, he'll be in the mix pretty much. Bench roll, maybe. Bench roll. Um, it, it just, I love Curran. I think he's a steal for the price they probably got him for when he re-signed recently. Yep. He's the kind of player you can build a club around. He reminds me a lot of a Simon Mannering, who was really important to their you know solid run in that period. Yes. Uh, I, I think the Warriors get it done, and I think they play a really good game of footy. Yeah, I think I think uh, Warriors will be too strong for West Tigers. Although I think we'll see a very different West Tigers. This I, hope so. I, I really do. Yeah. I think they will. I think you know they would have sat down and gone, boys. That was. That wasn't up to scratch. That mm. wasn't up to NRL standard. We need to be much better. And they'll be stronger for it. But I just think um, I think the Warriors will be too strong. The Cody Nicarima's back in the halves as well. So um, mm. I think they'll be too strong. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go to the Warriors. I, 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 the thing with the Tigers, and I know Tigers fans, it's so tough to listen. But the, the, the negative thing is, like, how many times would have they sat down and said, that's <laughs> yeah. not good enough? Yes. How many uh, crisis meetings? How many oh. weeks... Do they walk in on Tuesday and go, boys, cards on the table, mm. honesty session? You know what I mean? Because you've, we've both been in teams. Yeah. They only happen very rarely. These crisis meetings of like cards on the table. Yes. We need an honesty session. I feel like the Tigers would have done that. Every week. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that would be almost their standard yeah. uh, meeting. You know, they towed up the Broncos last year. Mm. Look at the progress that the Bulldogs, yes. the Cowboys, the Broncos have made. 
And it seems like Tigers at the moment mm-hmm. are the only club that hasn't. It's only been two rounds and yep. maybe it'll come together. It's a very long season. Yep. But right now they just haven't progressed the same way the other clubs have. No, they haven't. Um, and you'd like to think they would, though. Like under the guidance of Michael Maguire, Tim Sheens is now involved. So mm. he's been around the game a long time and is a very, he's a very smart coach. He understands the game. He reads the game well. I was coached by him in the Australian side. Mm. You, know, you speak to people like Craig Bellamy, and they, they talk very highly about around his footy uh, intelligence. Yep. So it's not like they, they they're not, haven't got smart people mm. advising them what to do on game day. They, they should be looking at this as an opportunity to, to just silence a few critics. Absolutely. And the only way the only way the noise is going to go away is through their actions. Absolutely, nothing else. Absolutely, uh, yeah. I, I, I believe that. Uh, I really do hope the Tigers do because I, I just hate coming on here, you know, talking oh, about yeah, all the right. negative stuff. And it's, yeah. it's such a, a heart of rugby league that area. Mm-hmm. Their fans are so passionate. So hopefully they can turn it around. Yes. But, uh, you know, we'll continue uh, previewing the round after the break. Make sure to text in. Uh, we've got some great some great uh, previews coming in. We also have Chad Townsend on a bit later in the oh, show. Oh, the Chad. So stay tuned for that. But uh, make sure to text in, and now uh, we'll continue previewing the round after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time now to a preview. Mm. Two absolutely huge matches. Ooh. We've got Rabbitohs v. the Roosters. Yes. And then we've got the Panthers v. the Knights. What an absolute cracking game of footy that we have, two games of footy that we have. Yeah, a couple of big ones and, um, yeah, a couple of um, rival matches here. Um, Rabbitohs, Roosters, big matchups. Um, you know, both teams haven't started the season that well, um, you know, with, with, well, two losses to the Rabbits. Come close to Melbourne Storm last week. Um, as we know, went to Golden Point. They dragged it into Golden Point in the last 10 minutes. Roosters... A um, little bit off in, in round one, but they mm. they found their mojo round two. A, a very convincing win against Manly. Um, very dominant first 40 minutes. 22-0, in fact. Um, but I, I think the Roosters, for mine, uh, they're going to be too strong in this match. I just mm. feel as though that Rabbitohs are still building into this season. Now, a lot of people don't like this whole sort of um, mindset of uh, you know, building into the season. But mm. there has been some big changes yes. at the club. Latrell Mitchell only just got back last last week against Melbourne. It was his first game. And I must admit, he looks a little bit underdone. I mm. um, don't know if you agree there, Kempi, but he looks a little bit underdone. Yeah, I think so. Um, pulled out that you know two-point field goal, but that's mm. just the X factor of Latrell Mitchell. Mm. It's what he brings to, to the games. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Roosters will be just a, a tad too strong for uh, the, the Rabbitohs. The thing with the Rabbitohs, what they need to do, you know, what I believe is the key players, and when I say key players, it's the it's the um, more experienced key players. Mm. Um, you know, not not Ilias. I, I think he's playing quite well at the moment. He's only a rookie, number seven, and I think he's doing his job quite well. Mm. I think it, it needs to come from Cook, Walker, and um, Mitchell. Mm. Those three boys really need to stand up this week mm. and and have an impact. Have a huge say on the way, in particular, their their offense works against the Roosters. Now, you know they're coming up against a side who is a very, very good and well drilled defensive team. Mm. But you know, watching last week, they they created some really good opportunities. It was just lacking a little bit of polish, a little bit of finesse, and that comes from those three players and keeping everyone around them, um, you know, keeping their mind in the game. You know, executing the game plan, keeping them calm 
even when you know things aren't going well for them. Mm. I, I just think that those three players in particular need to stand up. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think another thing that I've identified uh, with the Rabbitohs squad is that it feels like they were so focused on replacing Adam Reynolds. Mm. They may have not prepared themselves well enough for the exit of Dane Gagai. Oh, yeah. You know, because you look at um, the center that they, you know, plan to replace Gagai Mm -hmm. is Jackson Paulo. Yes. And, you know, I I watched the trials and I felt that he wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. I felt that he was more of a winger than a center. Yep. And so you've actually seen Milne, Tane Milne has Tane been Mil- yep. has been uh, brought into that centre position, mm-hmm. and it's it's a really you often don't talk about outside backs being key parts of games. It's either the fullback, the half, locks, maybe your front rowers, mm-hmm. and I just think that this is an area of their game that has been really um, underdone. Yes, uh, and you know. Tane, you know, he plays some solid footy on the wing there, uh, but I haven't seen him play much centre. Nope. They've also got uh, Tass in reserve grade that just came back from uh, injury that goes okay. But when you look at their back line, outside of Luttrell, the only other guy that is locked in is Campbell Graham. Yeah. He, he's been their best player over the last two weeks. Yeah, and he's 22. He's 22. <laughs> he's a baby. He's, he's, he's so young. And so <laughs> I just think they probably haven't really prepared properly in their outside backs for the loss of Dango. And I also would say Demetrio would, you know, I'd assume that he would maybe admit that the loss of Gagai probably hurt them a bit more than they were expecting. Yes. Uh, I, I think they always expected the loss of Reynolds would be a, a, a something to, to catch up on. Mm-hmm. But when you look at their outside backs, they really need a guy like Gagai right now. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully the, the changing of positions and bringing Tane into that centre position helps them quite a bit. But I do believe they need to start focusing on mm. Because they've got because I've got Campbell Graham on their weaker side on the sorry the side that doesn't get as much ball. Yep. He's actually supposed to be on the other side, but mm-hmm. they for some reason they refuse to move him there because well not for some reason, out of the Rabbitohs camp it's because they want to try to keep both sides pretty strong. Yeah, and they feel the other sides you know if he if they move him that side he'll be um, the other side will be too small so yeah. not strong yeah. enough. Uh, so I just think that that's something they really need to sort out. At the yeah. moment, outside backs, their depth isn't that great. Well, uh, that, that man you talk about, uh, mm. Dane Gagai, he's absolutely playing the house down at the moment at Newey. And, and I know all Knights fans are pretty happy to have him back there. So, um, yeah, another big loss for the Rabbits. Mm. So they need to overcome. They really do. Yeah. Like they just they need to you – know, it's not about who isn't there. Mm. They, they need to just get the best out of who is there at the moment. And for they sure. certainly do have a quality side still. Absolutely. with those people missing. But um, – the Roosters, look, I think they showed their quality last week. Um, they got a lot of their big-name players on board again, um, and they were just far too superior for, for Manly um, early on. And they just coasted for me. They coasted to the finish line um, in the second half. Mm. They knew they had the job done, and they did what they had to do to get the match finished. And again, I think they'll be too strong again uh, this week. We've got Angus Crichton. And Hargraves, they get, they're both starting off the bench. Yeah, I was going to bring that up with you. So really interesting. So even after their win last week, mm. Connor Watson, uh, he's been named at nine. He started on the bench last week and yep. Drew Hutchinson started. Yeah. But Nat Butcher came on and scored two tries. Mm. And Angus Crichton didn't play poorly. No. But not only has Satili Tupanua and Angus Crichton swapped sides, Angus Crichton has now been put to the bench. Yeah. And the really interesting thing about that is Nat Butcher obviously played really well, but I don't think Angus Crichton has actually signed the contract. Now, it, it seems ah. like he will. <laughs> it seems like he will. And Crichton has come out and said that he most likely, you know, it's all done, it's all sorted. But I wonder 
does that begin to play in his head of like, hang on a sec, I'm getting moved to the bench. First mm. I got moved size, now I'm getting moved to the bench. Little message, do you reckon? Yeah, I don't Angus? know. I don't know. It's <laughs> Mate, interesting. Sign that contract or else you'll done. be on the bench. Get it done. Yeah. Oh, look, I think, I think, um, I think Trent Robinson wouldn't, he's not that style of coach to, mm. to say he's putting someone on the bench because yeah. they haven't re-signed or anything like that or sending any type of message other than, I think he's just, he's he, he's a smart coach. He's happy to go with the flow and look at what is the best makeup for a starting team. Mm. Um, uh, look at the best makeup for a starting team against a certain opposition. You, you'll look at the Roosters mm. and, and you see particularly their forwards, not just the, the middle forwards, but the edges as well. They'll, they'll rotate week on week mm. and to, to see whatever um, whatever you know Trent thinks is the best makeup for a starting football side against certain opposition. Like, this may be the best makeup against the Rabbitohs and then next week, yeah. whatever, whoever they're playing next week, is that, that might change again. They, like, Jared may start the match. Oh, for sure. Another um, massive matchup that I am absolutely so keen for is Cameron Murray versus Victor Radley. <laughs> what a cracking matchup. Yeah, the skipper, Cam Murray. Look, he, he is... Uh, he, like he is such a good player, yep. and like he tries his heart out every um, every match. Started off the bench last week against I Melbourne. Sh- I don't know if I agree I, with that, I, and I don't know was he was was he was there some sort of groin no, or no, leg it was injury or something? Game plan, they, game he, plan. You know, okay. I think it was. They felt that uh, they could use his impact off the bench to sway momentum. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, because uh, Havili. Started yes. the game last week. I um, mean that position. But, oh no, uh, sorry. No, I think I think Jai Arrow did, but oh. Havili came on for Cook yeah. in the dying moments. Okay, and that was the big play that I was also unsure of. Right. Yep. So okay. there's a lot going nearly on. Nearly got it home. He nearly did. It's um, it's all happening. But yeah, huge, huge, huge matchup. Um, Victor and Cam Murray, both um, both representative players, and and both very extremely vital to um the outcome of this match. Actually, um, let me check. Let me check, Smithy. You might have been right here. Yeah, I think I am. You are right. Yes. I apologise. Yeah, no, that's all good. I should have trusted you, mate. I, I, there's no that's trust. All good. There's no trust. That's all good, mate. That's all good. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, those two players, Radley and Murray, um, vital to the to the team's performance, uh, respective teams. I just think Roosters are just they're in a better position at the moment um, with you know the cohesion within yeah. the team and and whatnot. The Rabbits are going to come good at some stage. Just I just think the Roosters will be too strong. Um, this weekend. Penny Panthers versus mm. Newey Knights. I think it's out in uh out in it's a country game. Yes. I've forgotten uh oh, is it is it a, is Bathurst. it Bathurst? Ca- is it Bathurst. Ca- Cambridge Carrington Park. Carrington. Carrington. Out of I played there. Oh, what's it like playing there? Um it was it was a wild night. Okay. Oh, it was lovely actually. We got to Bathurst, we yep. flew in on um some sort of really, really small plane that just shook us up a little bit. Ooh. But anyway, we got in there, we were we safe, stayed overnight. Got to the game, beautiful afternoon, and all of a sudden this huge storm swept over in the warm-up. In the warm-up. But, yeah, we got the win. We got the win that night. Playing against a young fullback, right, by the name of Dylan Edwards. Had an absolute Barry Crocker. Whoopsie. Oh, it dropped like four balls or something? Five or six. Wow. Right? And um, just, anyway, and look look at him now. Premiership player, one of the best fullbacks in the competition, Mm. so good on him for sticking... Sticking to it. Um, but there, well, great game. Both unbeaten. Who would have thought New Both Knights unbeaten. versus Penrith could be the game of the round come round three? Well, it's top of the table. Is it 1v2? 
Is that where they um, sit on the table at the moment? I think Newcastle yeah, are first. Yes. Trust yes. me. Newey's first. Trust me. I trust you. <laughs> I trust you. I think all I know is Broncos are fourth. That's all that matters to me in my head. Okay. Yep. No, um, it is. It's it's first v second. Wow. What a game. So um, big game. Um, Cleary on the bench at 24. Are we talking mind games here or are we talking he's a real chance? Ooh. I think it's mind games. Mm, I, think it, I think he's just chucking him in there. Well, they said round four. Mm-hmm. They haven't lost a game. Yeah. Why throw him in when they don't need to? I think it's a matter of, like, put him in the squad so that the Knights have to prepare for him just in case. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, the Knights... gamesmanship. Absolutely. And the the Knights, they can't... You know, a lot of people are like, well, of course he's not going to play, so why would you prepare for it? Well, on this tiny 1% chance that he does play, you absolutely have to prepare in case he does, because he's such a big player in the game. I, I, I would think that, well, the plan was he returned round four. Mm. I would think that, you know, ha- them having a, a start of 2-0, and o, mm. unbeaten, like, why why risk? Yeah, I agree. Just leave him one more week. Even if he is ready to go, just give him one more totally week. Agree. Send the boys out there without him. It'll be beneficial for their side anyway, because they're going to spend some time throughout the year without him mm. through Origin. He'll, he'll, be, he'll play State of Origin, so Penrith are going to have to deal with that when the origin period comes. Um, so why risk him? Just leave him out, give him one more week so he's cherry ripe, um, and just go from there. Yeah, uh, for sure. I um, Brian? Well, Brian Toto? Replaced by Talon May. Now, Talon May... You've spoken about Talon? ...is a really good player, mm. and he's very similar to Brian Toll. I actually think that, you know, if, you, if you're a betting man, top sport, putting a bit of money on Talon May to score a try... Wow. I, I, I don't think it would be a bad thing. Okay. Um... I honestly think the Knights are going for an upset. Yeah, I, I do too. And I backed I backed an upset in round one. I keep harping on this, but I'm, I need to let this go one day. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel as though they're, they're, they're a chance of getting picked off, knocked off here yep. in, in round three. The, the Knights are going good. But let's not forget, like, you cannot knock a champion side. They're yeah. a good footy side. Absolutely. Penrith, and they, that's why they the reigning premiers. It's why they're two and zero to start the year without their main man Nathan Cleary. They just they get the job done. They find a way yes. to win footy games, even if they're not playing well. Absolutely. So it's hard to knock them. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm going to go with Penrith. I'm no, going to go with them. Yep. Um, even though, uh, well, both both well, this is interesting. Both Kalen and Daniel Saifidi have been named. Yes. Well, they've been named. Okay, true, true. Are we guaranteed? Like we're talking yeah. about mind, mind games. Could be mind games back towards true. Penrith, but they've been true. named. Um, I, I think Penrith just get this one. Okay. But if Newey were to win this, wow. Yes. What a start. The real deal then. Well, they'll, 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 when they go back to Newcastle, whenever that is, might be next week or the week after, it won't be full. They'll be hanging from the rafters. Absolutely. And that's what we love to see. Yes. We love to see. Yes. Uh, after the break, we'll discuss some of the best moments we've seen in sport for the week. Download the app. Also, we are on Apple and Spotify. The Captain's Run on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe so you can listen to us anytime. And we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time now to look back in the week of sport and break down the best moments. We do that thanks to our friends at Best Sheds. Best Sheds are now up to 40% cheaper. How good are Best Sheds? How's the old man shed going? Mate, haven't seen is him he since. still loving it? Haven't seen him since. He's disappeared. He's disappeared into the shed. That's how good it is. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on in there. I don't know what's going on in there. Oh, they do some good sheds, uh, our friends at Best Sheds. Make sure you give them a call. If you're thinking about putting a big shed, a man cave, yes. some sort of barn, Beautiful. anything Beautiful. you want. Anything you want, mate. Ring them up. 
and they'll look after And they're it. so good to deal with. My, my father actually texted me in all seriousness and was like, mate, I can't believe how good their customer service is. So make sure Best Sheds, uh, give them a call. There you go. Righto. Number one for me, mate, Nico Hines. How good was he? You know, we're pumping up. We've, we've got him on the show today and we... He's the king of Cronulla at the moment. The king. With that hair flowing around oh, on the beaches there, it doesn't yeah. get much better than that. Well, yeah, they think he thinks he's David Hasselhoff <laughs> down there. But anyway, um, yeah, the match-winning conversion against uh, Para, uh, just outstanding. A lot of pressure on the young man, but he, yep. but he nailed it. Absolutely. Um, ScoMo was up there giving him the, <sighs> the spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. Okay. okay. Um, not sure about that, but yeah, good on him for what's be- doing? getting around the rugby league. And, uh, mate, Toby Rudolph getting amongst the fans. Oh, how good was that? That Getting was amongst so good. the fans um, after the win. So, yeah, I don't, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Mate, I love it. I love it. I, I do think that uh, – I think clubs are starting to see how important it is to get back with the fans. And also, it's been so many years. Mm. And, and I think sometimes yes. when you're caught in the rugby league bubble, you get a bit disconnected from yeah, the fans. That's true. And I just love to see, you know, at the end of the day, the reason why you get to do what you love – because they pay Big reason. for you to do it. Huge reason. You know, otherwise you're paying local league footy down the park yep. for the love of it. Yes. Uh, so I love to see him getting amongst it. He's a real crowd favourite. Well done, Toby. Um, good scenes down there at Shark Park. Number two, uh, Melbourne Storm winning a thrilling golden... Now, now this was Craig Bellamy's 500. Mm. Imagine, I could not imagine if they would have gone down in golden point to the Rabbitohs in his 500th. Mate. There was a presentation on the field, okay, uh, See, NRL CEO <laughs> Andrew Abdo was down there to say some lovely words about him. Uh, Billy Slater went up and, and spoke about him as well. The Rabbitohs stayed behind for it. I, I, I'm telling you right now, if the Storm were beaten in that golden point, there would have been no presentation. Really? Uh, he would have not come down on that. Wow. Field at all. Wow. At all. But they hung on, and it was it was great to see the master down there just to spend a little bit of time in front of the fans and just be congratulated for what is a huge effort. Fourth, fourth coach ever. I am. Uh, I'm going to add in my own little moment. Okay. Watching Craig Bellamy in his 500s absolutely blowing up. <laughs> it was poetic. It was beautiful. It said, "This is what it's all about, baby." They're 14 points ahead, and he's still blowing up. Yeah, well, I love it. I'll tell you what. That that is when he's at his finest. Yes. When the storm have got a handy lead, right. and the team... you know what? He could see it though. He could see what was about to unfold. He's too good. He's, well, the mate, he, he was there 499 times before, so yeah, he's yeah, got some experience. He knows. He can feel it, absolutely. Mm. Um, absolutely, yeah. Great moment. Uh, Craig Bellamy, one of the best coaches we've ever seen and also the greatest player developer we've ever seen. Uh, best Sheds are up to 40% cheaper than the competition. Visit bestsheds.com.au. Welcome back to the show. The captain's run with Cam Smith. Uh, what a glorious second hour that was. Uh, arguably the best hour. Better than the first hour. We've, also, we've still got an hour to go. And we've got the great Chad Townsend and more of your text to read. Plus, we'll continue previewing the round. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the captain's run right here on 1170 SEN and across the SEN next work. Let's continue. Uh, but before we get to our preview... I'm sitting there yesterday, Smithy. Yes. I'm enjoying life, and I'm saying, how good does it be to be Australian? It's yep. so good. And Absolutely. then all of a sudden, my heart is broken. Ash Barty announces her retirement, the oh. incredible Ash Barty. After yep. winning, and you know, it stopped the nation, her winning the Australian Open in such incredible fashion, mm. at 25 years old, has announced she's retired from tennis. Well, I think um, we're all very shocked, weren't we? Mm. I, I, I think given, only because, only because, like, she's still very young, um, even though she's done a lot 
in her sporting career so far. She 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 was on the professional tennis circuit as a very uh, young woman, mm. then she left and played a bit of cricket. Yeah, uh, played for the Brisbane Heat. Crazy, um, so, so talented. very talented um, young lady. And then she came back to tennis and she took over the tennis world. She, mm. Number one, she's dominated now for a couple of years. But for her to to announce her retirement at such a young age and with so much, I guess, opportunity in front of her to to go further with her career was, I think that was the biggest shock. Mm. But at the same time, like, good on her. Like yeah. good on her for, for for making that decision, and she she feels as though that, um, you know, she's done what she wanted to do, and she's achieved her goals mm. in in the sport that she started out playing as a as a very young girl. Well, I just got it here, and this may explain it to a degree. She mm. started professional when she was fourteen like years old. Fourteen, and and there are yeah you know, a lot of cases of that, particularly in the female side of, of tennis where they started at a very young age. I know like Martina Hingis, well, I think she was a young, she was like a, a Wimbledon or a, or a um, world champion at like 16. Wow. I think, yeah, so, similar to like Steffi Graf and um, Monica Sellis, like those type of people. Mm. A lot of young people these days, like who's that? But being an older boy, <laughs> I know those names, some of the greats of the names. Um, you'll have to Google those names after this, uh, guys listening in. <laughs> but um I think she she made a comment saying, "I I have nothing more to give. Really, I have nothing more to give, and that mm. that just shows you know she's put so much, pretty much her entire life mm. into um, you know tennis, and you know she's achieved the things she wanted to achieve. Mm. Like she she's she's won multiple Grand Slams. She become the first Australian to win the Australian Open." Mm. Um, since oh, way back, how long ago was it? It was oh, 40 years or something, 40 60 years. years. Yeah, it was, it was a long time. Something like that. It was a long, long time. So that that would have had to have been a huge moment for her to be able to do that. And mm. the weight of the weight of the, the nation on her shoulders mm. to be able to pick that up, it, it would have taken it out of her. She's won Wimbledon as well. Just you know, and, and as I said, number one in the world. She's the, currently the best women's tennis player in on the globe. Mm. Has been for the last couple of years. Mm. And she, and she's content. She's mm. satisfied with what she's achieved. So you know what? Good on her, and a huge congratulations from uh, the captain's run to, to Ash Barty. Absolutely, from, from myself and and Kempi. Absolutely, Ash, you've you've done a wonderful job with your career, and I think you know we're speaking on behalf of all Australians when we mm. say congratulations on your career, and we wish you all the very best, you and your family, on on whatever it is you're going to do next. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's really rare where an athlete you know, represents a lot more than just sport. I know for her, it's, it's you know, it's about the sport. It's about winning. Mm. But as a nation, you know, we just can't, we'd come through such a tough time. Yep. The pressure was on her shoulder. Yep. And she just delivered so much happiness to a lot of Australians. And it yes. meant more than sport. Yes. And she's done that, you know, she's done that since day dot. And what, what's really interesting about, you know, women in sport that, you know, we're, we're making progress, but they actually have a lot more uh, to deal with career-wise than men do in the sense that, you know, I'm not sure whether she does or she doesn't, mm. but, you know, maybe she wants to have kids or, or there's right. certain things that women have to contend with that we don't have to as blokes. That's right. And and they really, they pretty much have to put that side of things on hold mm. while while they are um, professional athletes. Absolutely. You know? and, and that's, you know, that, let's not underestimate that in someone, that decision in someone's life oh, is mate. to become a mother and, yeah. um, you know... F- Males do not have to change what's happening in their in their professional careers. Absolutely. On the on the most part. Yep. On the most part. I mm. know there's some dads at home that, that stay at home and, and yeah. do all the you know, the home chores For and whatnot sure. and, that, and that's okay. But um 
on the on on the most part, it's the mums that give up their careers mm. um, to look after the children, and mm. you know, so they have to sacrifice a lot. The female athletes, and yep. and we certainly feel for them in that in that regard. But you know, it, it's got to a point in her life now where she's achieved so many wonderful things, and she just feels she can't. She, in her own words, she cannot give any more mm. to the sport. For me personally, just just me personally, I I put her up with with put her up with the greats of Australian sport. Oh, For me personally, has to be. Has to be. Um, you know, I would put her right up there next to all of our best athletes. She's just achieved so much, and it's the way she went about it. Mm. You know, all of her post-match interviews, the way she carried herself, always with integrity and respect. Yes. She just represented us, you know, unbelievably well. So, yeah, yep. just echoing uh, Smithy's uh, thoughts and points, I just... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just proud and glad that I got to witness yeah. her do the things she did. Very very grateful. Three three time champion, mate. Incredible. Won the French Open uh, after going away from the game and coming back into it. Yeah, won the French Open, won Wimbledon, and then the Australian Open. Like, does she play footy? Just get her, unbelievable. Get her down, get her down get her. to like a footy. <laughs> she probably could play. Get footy. her in the NRLW. Get her in the NRLW. You know what? She'd be the best player probably. That's but how I, talented she is. I tell you, great great Australian, but but very. Passionate Queenslander. We love she's, that here. She's a nippy girl. We love so that here. Everyone, like, throw a statue up, please. Abs- oh. Can can we get can we get a statue of Ash Barty, please, in Ipswich sure. somewhere? I mean, it should be already been built. Yeah, it should have already been. It may be in the works now after yes, you know, she won the Australian You've got a bit of pull, Smithy. I'm sure you've got a bit of pull with the Ipswich people. Um, <laughs> we might have to we might have to ring uh, Kevin Walters back. Bring Kevy back. He'll, he's got some pull out there. A little bit. Um, now, uh, let's, uh, you know, congratulations, Ash. You know, thank yeah, you so right much on, for Ash. everything you've done for the country. Really do appreciate it. Uh, now, on to some previews. The Melbourne Storm versus okay. the Parrot Eels. Now, Smithy, I'm, gonna, I'm going to prepare you for this. Okay. I'm going to apologize <laughs> before I say it. Yes. I've actually tipped the Eels to get the win. Okay. Can you talk me through that tip, please? Okay. And how you come to that conclusion? Harry's out. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Cheese is out. Yes. Uh, I think that's a you know a huge part. <laughs> is that, that's it. That's, well, that's part of it. That's part of it. Okay. I've got I've got more. I've got more. <laughs> Those two blokes are out. Yep. Um, I do believe the Storm haven't played as well as they could. Yep. Over the last two weeks. Okay. They nearly lost at the end of the game last game. Mm-hmm. And if there is one team that seems to have the water on over the last twelve months, the Eels have beaten them twice. Uh... And they're looking for a bounce back. Uh, you are right. I think they beat. They did beat twice last year. Twice last year, they broke their their dra- their uh, their run. Run. Yep. Um, do you know what this this is a a very big game, um, and I, I off off last week. I, I must agree with you. Like they didn't play great, mm. Melbourne, and I, I mentioned that when we spoke about Craig Bellamy's five hundredth mm. um, being a big moment of ours on the show. Um, they didn't play great, but they snuck away with a win. Yes. Now that's a little bit concerning. And and one of their one of their main contributors or one of their stars of the game last week, I think he even may have picked up best on sure, ground. He was, was so good. Was Harry Grant. Mm. Now he's not there this week, so they're going to take in um, a couple of inexperienced number nines. Tyron Wishart, Wishart should get the nine jersey, mm. um, even though Harry's still named. That's a bit, bit that weird. weird. Yeah. A bit weird because we know he can't play with COVID or whatnot. Um, so, yet to be confirmed, but you'd like to think that Tyron Wishart, Wishart will be um, starting in that nine Have jersey. Have you had any, any contact with no, Wishart? No, or no, no. Quick story about that, though. Yes. Um, I did find out. He, he, when, he, when he was asked, right, this is leading up to the Christmas break, mm. Craig Bellamy 
approached him and said, "Mate, have you ever played? Have you played much nine? Mm. Have you?" And he was like, "No, oh, no, like never, not really." Which means never. Yeah, never. <laughs> anyway, he said, "Oh, mate, you know, just I was just thinking, you know, because we might need you as a bit of a utility. Mm. Um, you know, Harry Grant's missing round one. Um, you know, we we just we might be playing Brandon, you know, a bit of a different role this year, mm. playing in the ruck a bit more. We might need to carry you on the bench here and there." Mm. Um, so he he on that break, he went, he drove from, is it Jerengong? Is it near down? Is that down that's near south of Wollongong? Yeah, south of Wollongong. So mm. that's where his family lives. Mm. He drove all the way up to Newcastle, met with Denny Badiris, just to spend some time with him and and just pick his brain, and get some knowledge about the the nine role. That's six hours or something. Yep, Five right. Hours. Yeah. And anyway, so he spent like maybe one or two hours with him and mm. just sat down, had a coffee. Mm. And then I think Bedsy said, oh, mate, you know, where are you staying tonight? What are you doing? He goes, no, no, I'm driving back now. So that shows you. Yeah, wow. Right, that shows the hunger of a young man to, mm. to try and learn just from a simple conversation with Craig Bellamy saying, mate, what do you know about the nine role? Are you willing to play there? That's, that's how much he wanted to wow. play first grade. And I think it shows through his actions now, mm. how hungry he is yeah. to be in that footy side. So well done. And, and that's why he's been given an opportunity by mm. Craig Bellamy. And just for a bit of context, that conversation was, have you played a bit of nine? You might get a crack in first grade. Yeah, you might. <laughs> Not this like, was, mate, get ready. Yeah, this was literally <laughs> a conversation of like, do you want to just try nine out? And, you know, we might need you throughout the year. Maybe we'll see mm. what kind of happens. And for him to drive, I mean, that's great. I mean, you know what? It just it shows you that the Storms recruitment still is working so so well. They just identify who who suits their culture, mm-hmm. and he's just landed straight in there. But uh, yeah, so look, don't get me wrong. All the good things of the Storm of being gritty and finding ways to win. Mm-hmm. But I just think the Eels. Uh, let's well, let's talk about the Eels. Let's talk about the Eels. Yes, they did lose the game last week. Mm-hmm. You know, one bad error, and they don't get. I, I feel like they probably win the game. There was mm-hmm. a Ray Stone came in with a cannonball tackle. They got a penalty. They mm-hmm. went on the fields. Yep. I just believe that they're going to be looking for a bounce back. They're yes. going to be really disappointed with that with that game. And in those games, although that you know they've been a bit scrappy themselves, the Eels. Mm-hmm. I do believe Moses Brown has actually been playing really well, um, and uh, Gutho has been playing really well. Yep. The King Gutho, but. When you look at the forward pack from last week, the Eels, mm. you look at their numbers, I think they're going to be, they were really disappointed with the way they played. And mm. they actually got probably dominated by the Sharkies. Sharks pack. Yep. And and Eels forward pack tend to take that personally. Yeah. And so I think that they were going to see a, a very revved up Eels forward pack. Yeah, I think so. And and traditionally, this team gets fired up for Melbourne. Yes. They, they do. And the coach, Brad Arthur, he, he, he was a former assistant at Melbourne Storm. Mm. Um, so he loves... Loves getting the team up for the Melbourne Storm. So uh, now Canberra Raiders v the Gold Coast Titans. What what I love about this round, every every game is a cracker. Like mm. the, everything, so much is on the line. What Good do you got ups? Uh, yeah, look. Uh, uh, well, um, well, they, the, well. First and foremost, Canberra Raiders. Right, they get a couple of big names back. Kotrick, he comes back from a leg injury. Jordan Rapata from suspension. He's yeah, he missed a couple of games. Mm. Um, so they both return. They're going to be on the wing. Um, Brad Schneider, he's back in the halfback position. With great for all he's for all he's gone back to. Yeah, well Schneider's good. Bench he played Reggie's. Yeah, well Schneider is a rookie that's coming through, mm. and he played you know really solidly in the first game. Yep, and I think that Raiders have identified him as a long term seven for them. Right, because he's still I'm pretty sure he's still a teenager. Yes, 
And I, I really like what I see with him. So it's a case of pick and stick? I think so. The young bloke? I think so. With where the club is at right now and the fact that at the moment it probably doesn't look like they're going to challenge for a premiership. Okay. So I believe that Ricky will be sitting there going, I'm probably going to need to rebuild a little bit. Mm-hmm. Here's the beginning. And, you know, I hate the word rebuild because it's almost yeah. like an out. Yes. Um, you know, I, I recall back to the Broncos a few years ago. Mm. At the start of the year, the headlines were, we have, not we have, but, you know, the best young forward pack in the comp and mm. we will challenge for a premiership. Then halfway through the year, all of a sudden it was rebuild, rebuild this, rebuild that. Because they weren't going so well. Exactly. <laughs> and, all, and you ask yourself, what has changed? What, why is all of a sudden it a rebuild? Mm. And before the year, it was we're challenging for a premiership. Yes. The only thing has changed is your standards and willingness to accept where you are right now. Well said. Uh, and I just think that obviously Ricky still has the, the cattle to challenge for the top six to top eight. Okay. So it'll be like a a mini future-proofing kind of thing, I think, with the, the half. Okay. Well, Gold Coast, uh, Justin Holbrook, coach of the uh, Titans, he's named the same 17 as the team that took the park against uh, the Warriors last week and got their first win of the year. Um, Jermaine Azarko, very This was shocking. He was like crazy. To the Eels, everyone thought it was done. Crazy. And then all of a sudden, it's to the Titans. But And not that long ago, he's like out there kicking goals for the Broncos. Yes. Well, he was round one. He Literally. Was Literally. <laughs> so what's really interesting about this is he's been named at 23, but if there is anything the Titans have, it is outside backs. They've mm. got Corey Thompson still to come back. Yep. They've got uh, Philip Sammy on one wing. They've got Greg Marju. They've got Kelly. They've got Herbert. They've got some great They're outside stacked. back. They've got young Fafita coming through. Mm-hmm. So I wonder whether uh, Asako has been brought to the club as a, uh, a stopgap or a depth purchase for Campbell, just in case Campbell, something happens to him. Yes. Yep. I actually think they're in the best position they've been in since the Scotty Prince, Preston Campbell days. Yeah, the early days when Absolutely. they were quite strong and yep. playing finals footy. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I've seen some really good signs from them last year as well, that they were sort of on that upward sort of trajectory. Um, Big Tino being the skipper, he's only a young man himself. So he's gonna I love be, him. He's going to be almost, you would think, locked in now, a uh, lifetime deal. What, like, with with the Titans, I think with the Titans as well, you got to stick with it. Yeah, it's there's going to be some pain. Yes. in the next twelve to twenty four months, yep. stick with this group. I, I, I like them this week. Yep, they're, they're not favourites for some reason. Maybe because really? they're maybe because they're going down to. Oh uh, yeah, Gold Coast people love, Canberra. The, love the weather. It's a tough <laughs> gig down at Canberra. Maybe I'm going they, Titans. I reckon they get the win. Yeah, I, I think Titans. Um, Titans, you know, yeah. Oh, look, oh, Raiders will put in a tough effort. You know, Ricky Stewart coach teams always do. Yep. Oh, I think the Titans will get it though. Now, after the break, what was your best? Well, what was our best sporting highlight of the week? We'll discuss ours, uh, and it'll be a holy schnitz, best uh, holy schnitz, holy schnitz, the greatest schnitzels of all time. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run right here on eleven seventy SEN and all across the SEN network. Time now for this. Holy schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Oh, we love a good schnitty, don't oh, we? Schnitties make my day better. I'll tell you what, I've never had a schnitty and my day be worse. Now, moment of the week for me was Latrell Mitchell pinging a field goal 45 oh. metres out. A, because at that point I thought, I can come in and rub it in on Smithy. The boys are going to lose. They didn't. So, you know, I didn't get that glory. But I did get the glory of seeing one of the game's superstars 
step up in a huge moment. I mean, it was just an incredible field goal. The two yeah. points got him back in the game. That was my moment of the round. And the ironic thing about that is that, that, that he must just love that ground. Yes. It was only a few years earlier. He did it wearing different colours. He was wearing the Roosters colours in that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was in golden point to win it. And he was, he was a little bit, he was actually a little bit closer to the sideline. So it was a more difficult kick, but he yep. nailed that as well. Incredible. And then turned around and gave the Storm bench a little bit of feedback. And I like Just like he did on the weekend. Mate, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Absolutely. Good and then Great obviously job. the cheese after the game was giving yeah. a little, uh, little bit a little of reminder. Answer. little reminder, hey, mate, who won? Mm. Who won? The cheese. What do you got, Just, mate? He's not playing, but you still can't get rid of him. <laughs> anyway, uh, my, my nomination this week, mate, Newey. And we spoke about, we've done the preview and we spoke about how good New Year's going at the moment. But Newcastle Knights, they sit atop of the ladder above everyone else. Only two games in, but they are running first. Um, And a lot of people, a lot of of, uh, so-called experts Mm. have said that they're just, they're bottom four. Mm. They they wrote them off. No Mitch Pearce, no Newcastle Knights, can't do it. But I think they've forgotten they've got the great man up there now. Absolutely. Andrew Johns. Yes. Who knows that club inside and out? Huge part of their success through uh, the '90s and and early to mid 2000s. Mm. He's got them up and going, incredible. along with along with Adam O'Brien. Absolutely incredible. Uh, they were out. They were our holy Schnitz sporting moments. Thanks to Schnitz, get that winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels, made fresh and made just for you. After the break, we'll finish our NRL round three preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's continue our round three preview. We've got the Broncos versus North Queensland. Interesting. Most of their games over the last, I think, 10 years are decided on 10 points or less. Wow. Incredible games. What, these two? Yes. Oh, we went through that little period, didn't we, where it was like a field goal-a-thon. Absolutely. A couple of golden points, a couple of field goals. Mm. Uh, Who can't forget 2015? Decider. I can't forget it. That's for sure. Um, Wish I could. It was the, the only the only part of that match I watched was the 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 conversion attempt by Jonathan Thurston, JT, and then the golden point period. Really? Yeah, because Cowboys knocked off the Storm so in, in the prelim. So okay. I, I was stinging. You were stinging. I was stinging. Um, <laughs> Sunday Arvo, uh, Suncorp Stadium. How good? Oh, I, I really hope there's a cracking crowd here. Um, I, think l- it, I think a it. little bit of rain predicted. No. Kempe. No. Uh, for southeast Queensland. Um, so we're hoping that does stay away, uh, not just for the footy, but everyone. Um, I really hope it's a it's a nice day, just so we can get up there and watch the yeah. dry surface, fast track, watch better. some expansive footy, see some points scored. Yes. Um, and I think I think Brizzy can go three from three. Could you imagine? Oh, mate, they'll be going nuts up here in Brisbane. Mate, nuts. I tell you what, I might take Kevy's offer. If they go three from three... I might go over there nude, <laughs> just to celebrate. Get a diamond on me. There you go. There you go. All the Broncos fans. <laughs> Kempi has said if they go three from three, he's going up to Red Hill might. and he's going to be there was, nude. There was a mite there. There was a mite. Uh, nude at training. Trust me, it's not uh, It's not that impressive. Mm. Um, now. What are you thinking, mate? I'm thinking uh, Broncos get the job done. Look, I, I really like what I'm seeing. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be a cracking match. Yep. Cracking match. The Cowboys looked much better last game. Yes. Dearden, I think he's going to be keen for a big game. Obviously, was let go from the Broncos. Yes. Uh, and also, like, it really did affect him for a period there. His confidence was really down after leaving the Broncos mm-hmm. because he was touted as the next guy to take us into the future. That's right. And so he would have been personally quite, you know, upset and mm-hmm. devastated with how it all unfolded. But I do believe Reynolds, uh, you know, 
leading us around the park. He has an extra game under his belt. Yep. The Broncos forward pack uh, will just be a bit too much in my opinion. First game at home for Reynolds. Yeah, what a so moment. What a moment. Be, I reckon they'll turn out in droves just to see him uh, lead the boys out. Uh, opportunity for the Broncos, first time since 2019, rounds 9 to 11, where they won three in a row. Wow. Been a long time between drinks, Kempi. Right, you know what? One player I need to stand up, and I'm, he's one of my favorite players. I absolutely love him. Yep. But the Broncos absolutely need Katoni Starks to get yep. his hands on the ball at yes. least 15 times. If I'm Kevy Walters, I'm saying... Stags, your only job all game is you need 15 runs. 15 runs? Yep. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, look, he, he is um, a weapon. There's no doubt about that. And, and he's just a guy that you he needs to be having maximum touches of the footy. Mm. And he's a, you know, he, he creates things. Every time he gets the ball in his hands, it's, it's danger. Danger, it's, it's alarm bells for the opposition. He breaks tackles. He makes line breaks. He scores. Mm. Try. He puts his winger away. Flick passes. All that stuff. Mm. Yeah, he needs to be touching the ball as much as he can. Now, North Queensland Cowboys. How do you think they get the victory? Um, well, they just need to build on last week. Like we, as you said, we've seen some good signs. They had a very you know strong win. Mm. Um, uh, as you mentioned, yeah, the halves are playing some pretty good footy. Jason Taumalolo looked a lot better last Much week better. as well. Had that um, energy, you know? Yeah, yeah, like like we've seen in the past. And when he's happy and playing well, it's the Cowboys are happy and playing well. Like the whole the whole team feeds. He's that type of player where every every player in that footy side feeds off his energy. Mm. And if they see the big man trotting out and just steamrolling people oh. over the middle and coming off that that big right and left foot that he has and mm. making half breaks and playing the ball quickly, they just roll on from there. So. I think for Cowboys, they just need to look to build on last week and um, they need to come down here confident, confidently and, and turn up and play a good game against uh, Bronx. Absolutely. Now, Manly Seagulls versus the Bulldogs. When we talk about oh, goodness. important games, if Manly drop this, oh. it may be a very uh, – a lot of questions will be asked. Well, sure. listen, they, they started the year last year in a similar fashion, right? Mm. But the only thing last year was – Tommy Turbo wasn't playing. Yes. He's playing, and they're not winning. To be fair, they they played against two very good sides mm. who people have tipped to be in that top four. Yes. Um, Penrith being the reigning premiers and obviously Roosters. So it hasn't been an easy start for them. Mm. Um, but this is, this, this, this is their opportunity. They're playing the Doggies who are, you know, they're, they're, they they're, look better. They're one and one. Yeah. They're playing with a better style of footy and mm. a better energy about themselves. Mm. Um, but, like, realistically, if if Manly are fair dinkum, mm. they need to win this one. Absolutely. Don't they? Oh, mate, absolutely. And I, I think, like, I totally appreciate the four in a row that they lost last year. I appreciate that. And I understand that, you know, maybe that happens this year. Mm. The difference is, is we're a year along. That's right. If you are repeating things from 12 months ago, <laughs> have you made progress as a footy team? No. Now, now, regardless of of how you're trying to spin it, it's it's not it's not what you want to start the season. Mm-hmm. You, you have the squad to really take it to these teams, mm-hmm. and you you haven't. Uh, and and so I understand the idea that you know maybe they're slow starters in the season, mm-hmm. but if that is the case, that needs to be fixed. Yeah, and it needs to get going this week. Yes, like let's. There's no two ways about it. They need to get going this week against the Bulldogs. Um, if if they consider themselves 
contenders for the premiership in 2022. They need to take care of this game. The problem is, is I actually think the doggies have looked pretty good. Yeah, and, and even though they, they were beaten by the Broncos last week, they, there were some really good signs about that. Like, you can have a loss but still be yes. making progress from week to week. Um, so, you know, there, there are some good signs, some positive signs um, uh, with the doggies. Um, I, I just feel that this one may, if if Manly t- turn up, <laughs> that might hurt you again, mate. If turn if Manly turn up and play well, I think this may be just out of reach for the dogs, though. Yeah, look, look, I um, both unnamed teams. You know what? Unchanged teams. You know what's crazy? I'm I'm going for the upset. Oh no, going for the upset. I'm going for the big play here because I okay. want me tips. I want right. me tips to be good. Right. I want to be the guy that said, mate. I told you so. Yes, okay. Whereas Fair if Manly enough. wins, you know, everyone expected that. Yep. Um, That's the easy no, option. Yeah, yep. it's it. In all seriousness, I, I do believe Manly, you know, will get the win. But I think it's going to be a much harder battle than a lot of people are giving it credit. Yes. Um, so, look, yeah, I, I really, really uh, – I like what the Doggies are doing. Mm. I, I really do. I think their forward pack, Corey Wardell last week, yes. was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burton was outstanding. Those bombs – the last time I seen bombs like that was a Darren Locker <laughs> in Suncorp, <laughs> oh, 2006. Big torpies. Uh, yes, they were incredible. So, look, the Doggies are going all right. Like, they're, they're making progress, and that's all you can ask of a team that is, you know, that's got the spoon last year. Jake Abarillo at seven as well. Yeah, oh, look, I don't really actually see him as a seven. Yeah. But he is he's having a go, and he is getting better, that's for sure. But yep. after the break, speaking of the Cowboys, oh. after the break, we have the great Chad Townsend on the line, and we'll ask him all things, the move, what it's like being the marquee signing, plus developing a guy like Dearden. See you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. I have uh, new, new, uh, North Queensland's finest, mm. North Queensland finest, New-recruit. Chad Townsend on the line here. How you going, brother? Hey, Chad. Hey, boys. How's it going? Thanks for having us. Good. Thank you. Mate, uh, great win on the weekend. You know, it's probably the best the Cowboys have played in, in quite a while. Just walk us through the feeling in the camp and also, you know, what, what was different about that game for you boys going into it? Did you change anything? You know, walk us through the game on the weekend, bro. Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, off the, off the back of, I guess, our week one loss to the Bulldogs in what was, you know, pretty tough conditions and I don't think the Bulldogs beat us that day. I thought we beat ourselves, and I thought we've had a you know, a really good preseason. Um, I think Todd and the staff have done an exceptional job in preparing us for the season. Um, you know, and if I look back into our round two game, I thought we we spoke we spoke about after the Bulldogs game the things we wanted to improve was obviously uh, you know our, our ball security, our completion rate, um, and some of our set finishes. And I thought we really did that, and I thought. You know, we won the game. We won the game early against the Raiders, and we and we scored some points late. And um, you know, the feeling in the sheds after a win—it's always a good feeling. So, um, you know, a few happy faces after the game. And uh, you know, I think that when you were signed, they had a few halves. And from the outside looking in, and I could, I could be wrong, but it seemed like you were signed, obviously for your you know, in fantastic footy ability, but also to mentor the younger halves. Is that something that you have really taken on board? Because did and. You know, he's playing the best footy I've seen him ever play. Yeah, definitely, Kempi. I think, you know, like I've, um, I'm at a stage of my career now where, you know, I'm, I think I'm the second oldest in our squad and I've never been that 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 player before. So, um, obviously, I've got a little bit more experience and I feel like I've had, I've faced most of the challenges that this game offers you. So, uh, you know, I enjoy, you know, helping young guys um, sort of navigate through the game's problems. Um and definitely, you know, Tommy, 
um, been trying to speak to him and, and help him as much as I can with his game and also, you know, our combination. Like, we've only played, what, two and a half games together, including the trial. So uh, he's had a fantastic preseason. I think he's shown some really good signs early on in the season. So, you know, we want to continue to work hard on our combination and um, just enjoying playing together at the moment. How's the... Talk to us about the move to North Queensland, mate. It's uh, not a place for everyone. It's pretty hot. It's pretty muggy. can be uncomfortable at times when you're out there in the preseason training. <laughs> Tell us about your move, uh, Chad, up to up to North Queensland. Yes, yeah, Smitty, it was, um, was a pretty uh, crazy one, to be honest. Obviously, I'd signed pretty early last year in the season. And then, obviously, the, once the, the comp moved uh, up to the Gold Coast or, or Brisbane, Queensland last year, yeah. My family, my family came up, and then obviously the borders were still shut. My wife and my three kids had done the COVID two weeks in the hotel, and then we kind of made the decision that we weren't going to go back to New South Wales to pack up our house and all our belongings to move wow. up to Townsville. So we we got a company to come in and basically pack our whole house up for us in New South Wales. Oh, and we too smart, out. too smart. That's a, that's always yeah. up for you, though. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So we, um, yeah, we went to from the Goldie, had a bit of a holiday in Ely Beach, then then came straight to Townsville. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely, you know, different conditions up here. Obviously, it's a lot warmer, and that's probably the biggest challenge I faced early on was, you know, just having to get your your nutrition and your hydration right. Like you can't just rely on just water. You have got to make sure that you know you're drinking, you know, Hydrolyte, Powerade, and and all the rest of it, and then making sure that when you're eating, you know, you're eating a bit more than I usually would and, and a bit more regularly as well. So, you know, I've definitely been conscious of it, of the heat, because, uh, you know, like you said, Smitty, it is pretty, it is pretty hot up here. And, uh, you know, speaking of Peyton, he's also, you know, a rookie coach. Last year, was it was a tough year for the club. And, and in me, you know, analysing the game, I could see Peyton had a specific game plan that he was trying to implement and culture that he was trying to implement. You know, and I wasn't really sure, I guess, where he was headed. Can you give us an insight? You know, is there something that, you know, obviously you're coming for the Sharks to the North Queensland Cowboys. Can you definitely feel a direct plan that Peyton is putting in place at the club? Yeah, definitely. 100%. Look, I've really enjoyed my time working with Todd. Um, You know, obviously, you know, a lot of people see Todd and I guess the way he speaks to the media. And yeah, he's, he's quite serious, but he's also very relaxed character as well. Uh, for me, I've really enjoyed the detail that him and his staff have gone into with the way they want us to play and the expectations of what it means to play in a Cowboys jersey. That was, to me, that something really hit home about you know what our plan is and what we want to be known for this season. Like, for us, you know, the 2022 Cowboys is a whole new team for us. Uh, you know, we, we've changed a little bit about our training from what I've heard to previous seasons and and I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, like I said, I feel like they've done a great job. And, um, you know, my job and what my expectations are as a player is really clear. Now, mate, a lot, I've got to ask you, a lot's been spoken about and said about the relationship between Jason Tamalolo and, and the coach, Toddy Payton. Just just so to let everyone know, how is it up there between those two boys and, and what's the feeling like within the squad? I can't, I can't imagine it being the way it's been portrayed in the media. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's, a, it's an odd one, to be honest. You know, obviously, there's so much external noise about the situation, but both the guys are, are fine, you know. I think yeah. last yeah. week, like, we have our leadership meeting uh, early in the week, and both, obviously, Jason and Todd are uh, in there in that meeting for a period of time, and, you know, both speak normal to each other, have an open dialogue, open conversation. 
Um, so, you know, if if it's there, like, I don't see it. And I don't understand yeah. where all the noise comes from. I think both the guys have a good relationship. They get on really well. Um, you know, I think it's just Jason and the, and the stature that he has in our game. He's our most experienced mm-hmm. player. Um, so, you know, I think if Jason can continue to play the way he played on the weekend, um, he'll, he'll do great. And, um, yeah, if it's there, I haven't seen it. Now, you've got a, a young, wide-running forward uh, there. His name's uh, Jeremiah Nanai. And, you know, especially in attack, I think in defence, you know, he's still working on his game there. But in attack, he, he really is something special. What's it like seeing a young... Because, you, you know, you're the old bull now. You're the old bull. What's it like seeing a... Uh, a young fella come through with, with all the talent in the world and someone that, as a half, you can really work with, uh, you know, and, and be destructive with? Yeah, look, he, he, he's he been probably the most impressive uh, I've, I've noticed this whole preseason, to be honest, Campy. He's, he's just turned 19, and I didn't know that he was that young. And when I found out he just turned 19, it really, really, I was like, geez, wow. Like, he's got a very mature head on his shoulders. He's got a great work ethic and his footwork and the way he runs the ball as well has really surprised me. And he's skillful too. He's got a pass in him. Um, I've seen him pass and hit the winger a few times at training. So, uh, you know, the, the future's bright. We've got a lot of young players who are, are coming in and really learning, I guess, you know, what it takes to be an NRL player, not just for one game, but to make a career out of it. And it doesn't just happen overnight. It's obviously a lot of consistent actions over a long period of time. And, and that's what, um, you know, these guys are learning day in, day out. Now, just before we go to a break, uh, Chad, just got to ask you, do you see the mayor of Townsville up at training much? And then when I say the mayor of Townsville, I, I refer to Jonathan Thurston, the great man. Do you see him down there much at training? <laughs> yeah, I do a little bit. Uh, he, he, he comes in uh, once a week. Or, uh, I might not see him, but I can hear him. I can hear his laugh. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, look, he, he's, he's obviously been able to pop down to training uh, a few times. Uh, this preseason, and and it's been great. You know, he's obviously in my eyes, I feel one of the greatest players of all time, and uh, one of the, you know, if not the greatest halfback of all time. So you know, for me to sort of pick his brain and and ask him a few questions, you know, I've never really had that before in my career, where um, I've been able to sort of pick someone's brain to that that extent. So um, been really grateful to spend a little bit of time with him, and and looking forward to hopefully doing some more over the season. Chatty, that hurts because I've been on your podcast and you had every opportunity to pick my brain, mate. Uh, but I tell you, <laughs> mate, uh, stay out of the sun up there because I tell you what, your skin does not look like it would like it. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, oh, mate, I'm, I'm zinked. I'm zinked up every day, sunscreen every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm well aware of it. I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> mate, any zinc mate. companies you want to reach out to Taddy, reach out to Chatty. But uh, yeah. thanks so much for coming on, brother. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for you going up there and uh, doing what you're doing at the moment. Yeah. Too easy, boys. Appreciate it. Anytime. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Now we are at the end of the show. The best three hours you've ever heard. Yes. We're going to go through our tips very quickly. Dragons v. Sharks. Uh, I'm going the Dragons because they're at home. I'm going Sharkies. Tigers v. Warriors. Warriors. Warriors also. Rabbitohs, Roosters. Roosters too strong in this one. I'm going Roosters, Panthers, Knights. Oh, I'm, I'm, back in, I'm back in the champions, Penrith. Knights are paying $4. That's value. That's a lovely price, but I'm going the favourites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Knights. Storm Eels. Oh, um, you know what? My heart says Storm, but my head is saying Para. Wow. 
Wow, I convinced him. We've done it, boys. We've only done be, it. Only because we're down on personnel. I'm going Storm. No, no, I'm going Eels. Okay. I'm going Eels. Oh, okay, pa- uh, Para. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Eels as well. Uh, Raiders, Titans. Um, Titans. Uh, I'm going Titans. Broncos, Cowboys. Uh, Bronx in this one. Yep, I'm going Broncos. Uh, Manly, Bulldogs. Manly, I am tipping you again, please. I am going to go. I mean, I think Manly will win, but I'm just going to go Bulldogs for a bit of fun. Okay. But uh, what? thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, you can download the uh, podcast on our website. You can go to SEN app, download that. We are also the Captain's Run on Spotify and Apple. You can listen to us anytime you want. Another show done and dusted. Thank you so much, Smithy, and we'll see you next week. See you guys.